TGIFF. Thank goodness it's Football Friday. Hi there, everybody. Welcome into Undisputed. We're so glad you're with us for this jam-packed show. I'm Jen Hale. Good morning, Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. Good morning, good morning. So, my Cowboys beat Aaron Rodgers on Sunday. They sign Odell on Monday. And here come my Cowboys, much to your chagrin. You see, there you go. Always putting the cart before the horse. It, boom, boom, boom. And then all of a sudden, NFC I am done with them Cowboys. Yeah. No good for nothing. Cowboys did it to me again. And I know Cowboy hating Shannon Sharp is happy. I'm about to be done with your arguments. <laughs> I'm going to be ecstatic when that happens. Mm -hmm. Here we go. (laughs) It's going to be a good one. That's America's Game of the Week. But, gentlemen, let's start this morning talking about a little NBA news. Adam Silver now saying he has no doubt that Kyrie Irving is not anti-Semitic. This coming after a, quote, direct and candid conversation this week at league headquarters between the two. LeBron James tweets he thinks that what Kyrie tweeted was hurtful information and wrong but that the punishment has become extensive. All right, Shannon, do you think Kyrie should now be allowed to return to play? I think LeBron be be, be following my timeline because I I think your boy said something very similar, right, Skip? So he, wait. No, no, he didn't follow me. This is LeBron's personal opinion. And he steadfastly said, I disagree with you. You're suggesting he plagiarized. No, 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 he didn't plagiarize. But what he said is basically what I said, Skip, Mm -hmm. is that he will have served as a What he said is that it seemed excessive. He apologized. And and so now, after he serves this fifth game, he should be allowed to come back. And, yeah, sure, the apology came late, but it came. And, you know, Kyrie needs to, you know, should want to meet with people and see things through the prism of their lens. And I think sometimes that's what we got to do. Sometimes, Skip, that's what empathy does. It allows you to forego your ego and see yourself as someone else. Skip, do you remember in 2018, 21 Savage had a song? And he rapped about getting that Jewish money. LeBron was riding around in his car. He was playing it. He thought it was a compliment to the Jewish community. I remember. And he says, apologies for sure if I offended anyone. That's not why I chose to share that lyric. I always post lyrics. That's what I do. I ride in my car, listen to great music. And that was a byproduct of it. So actually, I thought it was a compliment. And obviously, it wasn't. Through the lens of a lot of people, my apologies. It definitely was not the intent, obviously, to hurt anyone. Skip didn't double down. I play music all the time. Mm. That's what I do. I know who I am. That's not what he did. D-Jack in 2020 shared something very similar. Skip, what did he do? He said, I want to personally apologize to the Jewish community. Jeffrey Lewis, Howard Roseman, Doug Peterson, the Eagles organization that I fan for the insensitive, ill-informed posts that I shared on my social media. My intention was to uplift, unite, and encourage our culture with positivity. And unfortunately, that did not happen. Okay, so what's your point? My point is, Skip, all Kyrie, I don't believe Kyrie would have been suspended had he just said, you know what, I apologize. Because in my, my intention was to uplift and educate my people. I shared a link that was something that was insensitive and disparaging to another group of people. That's it, boom. All the blowback came, Skip, he didn't apologize and then he doubled down on what he said. That's when Adam Silver got involved and said, hey, I will be meeting with Kyrie. That's when Joe Sy, the owner of the Brooklyn Nets, said he's unfit to be a part of this organization. Yep. So now with all that being said, no matter what, how late the apology came, it came. Kyrie should be wanting to meet like D-Jack did. D-Jack met with people that of this community. Skip, we've got to stop this. If you're not a member of a said community, stop trying to tell them what's insensitive. 
Stop trying to tell them what's disparaging. I don't want someone that's not that's not a member of the black community to tell me what's racist or what's insensitive because we do that a lot because we get a lot of people. Well, we're, we're, Shannon, it's the truth. It's insensitive to them. You're not a member of said community. You don't get the right to tell someone that's in the gay community what's insensitive to them, what's disparaging to them. Hmm. LeBron was right. I believe the punishment went beyond what was necessary. I believe it was excessive. That being said, he would have apologized, came late, he apologized. He would have served his five-game suspension. So now what? Mm. What do you want now? What do you want now? I mean, what, what, what is it now? What, what, do we, what do we go for here, Skip? So what, what do you want? You want him to grovel back? You want him to get, take out a PSA in the New York Times, the Washington Post? What do you want him to do? You want him to get on, take out an ad? Buy a 30-second spot on one of the major networks? Mm. Is that what you want? You said you want an apology. He apologized. You wanted him to serve five-game suspension. He would have served that. So now it would be time to allow a Kyrie to come back. I hope Nike revisits this. They saw uh, 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 Phil Knight said, you know, I think it were probably done, but Skip, after maybe a month or two of suspend, uh, uh, suspending the relationship, I hope they revisit it. Because I don't believe Kyrie should have lost everything the man worked so hard for because he posted something to his link. He was wrong. I believe he was wrong. The community that he that was disparaged believes he was wrong. So, but Skip, I believe it's, I believe it's enough now. I believe Kyrie would have paid a, a, a severe penalty. I believe it's time for him to come back. I appreciate everything you just tried to say, but it's offensive to me for many reasons. And I think you are risking insensitivity just as LeBron just risked more insensitivity. How? The link that Kyrie posted, you're suggesting was only in, insensitive to Jewish people, like like other people don't see how that's that insensitive. The no. examples you gave aren't remotely Skip. close to what the link that Kyrie posted. They're not even remotely. Skip. They're not even in the stratosphere with what Kyrie posted. And when you post a link like that, you are not only endorsing, you are promoting said link. And I don't want to hear the excuse of he didn't know. He is highly intelligent. He knew. You said yesterday he yes. knew. Yes. You said yesterday you doubted the sincerity of his apology. Skip. That's what you said yesterday. Skip, an apology is not whether or not it's sincere. You said I need you to apologize. He apologized. How do you know what's in a man in his or her heart? Do you believe every apology that's ever been rendered was sincere? Because now you're saying he's lying or you say, so I need to believe. So every person that apologizes moving forward is a liar because based on what well, you're I, saying. I mean, you said he wasn't sincere, so we can only deal with this one but, this time. But Skip, it doesn't matter. They didn't say it had to be sincere. They said he needed to apologize. Okay. He apologized after he got suspended and after he lost his shoe deal. And you can't tell me it wasn't spurred by the fact that it was hurting his pocketbook. Yes. That he was shocked that they actually went to the lengths of suspending him. And then further, that he lost his shoe deal and his next big showcase shoe. Skip, I said, Skip, I said, I believe had he apologized in the beginning, I don't believe this would have happened. 
That doesn't change the fact that he shared the link. I said, what I'm saying about LeBron is that when it was brought to LeBron's attention, he apologized. When it was brought to D. Jackson's attention, mm -hmm. he apologized. He yeah. didn't double down and stand on it and let his pride get in the way and says, I know who I am. That's not what they did. That's what I'm saying, Skip. Okay. I'm saying I believe had Kyrie took the approach that he took after everything was removed from him, I don't believe he okay. would have met this fate. All right, I have a whole lot to say about it, and I'm going to okay. launch. I'll start off with Commissioner Silver's response to the New York Times yesterday. Yes. The first response that caught my eye and ear was, Kyrie is someone I've known for a decade, and I've never heard an anti-Semitic word from him or, frankly, hate directed at any group. Time out, Commissioner. Now, remember, he's in the business of promoting and defending his superstars who sell his product. Yeah. Well, this went completely over the edge in trying to defend Kyrie. <clears throat> so you're suggesting to me that sometime over the decade that you've known Kyrie, he would sit with you over lunch and utter anti-Semitic language. I mean, it's, it's, it's preposterous that you would even say that publicly. Right. Well, clearly, if, if Kyrie is, in fact, anti-Semitic, the last person he's going to utter those remarks to right. is the Jewish commissioner of his league. So stop it with that. But he comes right off that statement and says whether he... he, he is or not anti-Semitic is not relevant to the damage caused by the posting of hateful content. Yes. Okay, so he's saying whether, whether he is or not is, is irrelevant. Skip, okay. skip, before you go, what do I always say about intent? Mm -hmm. That only matters to you. The person is still just as offended whether you intended to or not. Murder, manslaughter, it doesn't matter. Intent mm -hmm. only matters to you because okay. you're before the victim is just as dead. Okay. So then he goes into, the commissioner goes into that, yes, it took some time for them to rule on this, but the time involved required the commissioner actually sitting down and watching said film. Yeah. And obviously it, it hit him hard and he said, OK, let's go at, at least five games indefinite right. after that with some requirements for some education okay. for Kyrie. OK, then he also said, the commissioner yesterday, that Amazon bears some responsibility for, for having posted an anti-Semitic film on its site. You can also argue that Barnes & Noble, for posting said book on its site right. for, for sale, Correct. bears some responsibility. Correct. I agree with both and both. I, Correct. I'm with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. OK, so then I read very early this morning that a nonprofit organization called Creative Community for Peace has sponsored a letter to both Amazon and Barnes and & Noble. Okay. And it's a, it's a petition in, in, in basic fact that it's been signed by a number of Jewish celebrities. And I'm going to read you some of the language in the letter that has now been sent to Amazon and Barnes and & Noble. Okay. These works promote numerous anti-Semitic tropes and conspiracy theories that have no basis in fact, including manufactured Hitler quotes, false claims of Jewish power and control, that the Jewish people fabricated the Holocaust, and that the Jewish people are fake Jews. True. Mm -hmm. These claims, goes on the letter, made in these works have led to the persecution and murder of millions of Jews throughout the centuries. A couple of more sentences. At a time in America where there are more per capita hate crimes against Jews than any other minority, overwhelmingly more religious-based crimes against the Jewish people than any other religion, and more hate crimes against the Jewish people in New York than any other minority, where a majority of American Jews live, in New York obviously, mm -hmm. it is unacceptable to allow this type of hate to foment on your platforms. That's to Amazon and to Barnes & Noble. That's what should have happened. Okay. 
Now back to Kyrie. Kyrie's post came on the heels of Kanye, now called Ye, and his attacks on Jewish people, both uh, in word and in social posts. Correct. And remember, Ye had posted, I'm about to go not DEFCON 3 on Jewish people, DEATH, D-E-A-T-H, DEATHCON 3 on Jewish people. Right. The DEFCON is the military usage, but he went to DEATHCON, as in, I'm going to kill Jewish people. I, I don't know how else to interpret that. At a time that, that even an NFL owner in Robert Kraft, a man you respect, is promoting TV ads that say, stop Jewish hate. Mm-hmm. So in this climate, Ye posts that, and Kyrie comes right on the heels of that by posting this link. Well, it looked like he was trying to have Ye's back. That's how, it's the only way I can interpret it, because in the context of what was happening, we have two huge stars, African-American stars, and Ye and Kyrie, and it felt like he was having Ye's back. I don't know it for a fact, but it came right on the heels of just a couple of days later that, that, that Kyrie posted mm-hmm. the link. So then Ye comes right back off that and posts that he's got Kyrie's back, and he said he's one of the real ones. You with me? I'm with you. Okay. So now let me give you my perspective on this, which is a little different. I am married to a Jewish woman. I am a member of a predominantly Jewish golf club that just coincidentally is about two blocks from LeBron's house in Brentwood. Mm -hmm. Because of that, when I do have time to play golf, I only play golf with Jewish people. And the other day, I don't know, it's been couple of weeks back, maybe, I asked one of my playing partners, who's about, he's in his early 40s, he's a psychiatrist, he's got three kids and a wife, lives in Brentwood. I said, what did you think of Ye's anti-Jewish remarks? And he said to me, I want you to understand, he has 31 million followers on Twitter. Mm -hmm. There are 14 million of us Total worldwide, Jewish people worldwide, 31 million to 14 million. He said, he's got us outnumbered, and that scares me to death. I think we're being insensitive to the Jewish people in America. I think there are about 7 million in America. I think it's 5.6 of the population, maybe 2.6% of the the population in America. These people have lived with the fact, and I do believe it's a fact, that back in the 1940s, an evil madman in Germany attempted to exterminate their race Mm -hmm. because he thought they were inferior and he wanted to create a master race. So they live in that kind of fear. And and when the man I play golf with looks at Kanye's followers at 31 million, wow, we're way outnumbered. Is it happening again? Are they going to turn on us? And you can say, oh, come on, we're way overreacting. Not in their points of view. Right. This is horrifying to them because it's, it's not just hurtful. That, that's just like a euphemism. Hurtful? No, it's dangerous because they feel like, yay, and then in, in Kyrie's case, Kyrie, by posting the link, are in, in effect and very possibly encouraging some people, not just black people, but, but any people, non-Jewish people, to attack Jewish people. Right. It's, it's not just hate. It's beyond hate. It's dangerous because we have seen so many recent hate crimes. Yes. That's the insensitivity level that I'm seeing from people outside that don't appreciate 
what they're going through. And I just know this for a fact, and it's a small sample size, but my little golf club in Brentwood, let me tell you, the, the security there has been increased beyond belief because it's scary that they have to protect themselves because they're fearful of a hate crime happening there because people know it's a predominantly Jewish club. My point to you in the big picture, and I know this is a slippery slope, you, you have to make sure that Kyrie realizes the depth of posting that link to Jewish people, the fear that it caused, not just the hurt, the fear that it causes because of the potential encouragement of hate crimes. Okay. So that's why even LeBron's post, I, I, I love him for all he does socially, but I, I don't think he has a real feel for this or he wouldn't post that. He would just stay away from it. But Skip, here's the thing. You can believe someone said something wrong and can believe the punishment is excessive. Why do they have to be misses? Why they can't okay. be? To me, this is just me. I think you have to go at least double digit games of suspension. It was five minimum. So he's four now. Right. Now they're about, the Nets are about to come out here to LA and they're about to play the Clippers tomorrow mm -hmm. afternoon. And then they're going to play the Lakers, mm -hmm. right? On that would be Sunday, Sunday. evening, right? Yes. Would the league love Kyrie to be playing against LeBron? I hope LeBron can play. No, I think Sunday. LeBron's probably done at least a week. Well, do you think so? Minimum. I don't know. But, but they said he's day to day, whatever. Yeah. But would the league love to see Kyrie versus LeBron on Sunday evening? Sure, they would. Right. Kyrie is a huge draw for this league because he's not just a good player, he's an all time great player with an all time great handle. We got that. We appreciate that. But. I believe he stepped completely over the edge here in trying to uphold African-American heritage and culture. It was at the expense of Jewish people and to a certain extent Christian people, not that the, it, it's, there's hate crimes that direction, right. but I'm, I'm just saying he, he, th this film and this, this book also suggests that the whole Bible was a lie invented by Jewish people and Christian people, mm -hmm. okay? So it's so heinous to me, the, the, the potential for this, that... You have to send a message to, to not only the other NBA players, but you have to send a message to everyone in this country. This will not be accepted anymore because it's way too dangerous. Well, let me tell you, let me, let me tell you and, and I'm not, I don't speak for everybody in the black community, but let me tell you why some of the black people are rallying behind Kyrie and Kanye. It says that because when blacks have a misstep, it seems like we suffer the harshest penalties. It seems like other groups offend blacks okay. and they never suffer the penalty that Kyrie and Kanye have suffered. I remember when, when uh, uh, Bob McNair said what he said. What did they do? They went and trotted out one of the most prominent black coaches in the circle. Mm -hmm. And ain't nobody said, well, when he said with well, the Bob McNair that I know, that's not in his heart. Nobody said, hey, Tony, he's going to speak like that in front of you, like you just said about Kyrie to Adam Silver. Okay. You see, it seems to us and it seems to me that as black people okay, say so wait, on McNair, what, are we talking about the what he said? When he that, the, the, the inmates the, run the, yeah, the prison the, or yes, something like yes. that? Yeah, and it's, it's, it's the asylum. But okay. anyway, he the said asylum. the asylum. Uh, yeah, okay, the, all right, that's what it was, yeah. But Skip, here's the thing. It seems like to us, a lot of us, not all, a lot, some of us, a large portion of us, is that blacks are bound by shackles. We're held more accountable mm -hmm. for our actions and our words, where our counterparts are with cobwebs. They're easily brushed aside. Shannon, he apologized. He or she said they were sorry. Why can't we get the same benefit of the doubt? Okay. Kyrie was wrong, but I believe Kyrie was wrong, but I also can believe the punishment was excessive. 
So okay. let me ask you a question, Skip. Shoplifting. But, real Go quick. Ahead. Where we all lose is when we try to compare persecution of groups because you'll, it's a never-ending battle. Are they persecuted more than the, the indigenous people in America were when we declared war on them and drove them off their land? Yeah. I, I don't know, and I don't care. Right. All I know is... It was horrible what happened to the black people and the ones that originally were called the American Indian people right. and to the Jewish people. But that happened over there in Europe where it, where it started. It didn't it didn't happen on American soil. Right. So maybe it feels like that was way over there. It happened. And we have around seven million Jews living among us right now. Right. And they need to be protected just the way black people and their feelings need to be protected. I, I got you. We get those we, same protections or we afforded those same protections. Okay. I would hope so. I don't know. It's it's difficult to go like like with the McNair. So what what should have happened to Bob McNair? Should he have been nothing happened? Should he have been forced to sell? At but that here's point? the thing: it, it wasn't what should have happened. Nothing happened. That's what the problem was. Nothing happened. And there goes my point: is that it seems to me that they can yeah. say things, and their actions they're not bound by the same restrictions as we are when we say things or do things. And that is the problem okay. a large portion of the black community has. I would like to think, if there was such a thing as a book and a movie that were. To, to quote Rolling Stone about this one, venomously anti-black. If, if that, I can't even imagine it existed, that existing in this country, but if it were, and any white entertainer or a basketball star or football or baseball star dared to post a link to that, that player would lose his whole career. Man, he would be done. After what President Trump has said about the American Jews versus the, uh, the Israeli Jews and what he's tweeted and what mm -hmm. he's posted, and he ain't got canceled yet. So don't give me that, that if mm -hmm. this would have happened, if that would have happened, because we've seen in instances when they have done things, they've never been canceled. And that's what we do. They look and they cancel us, no questions asked. There's not enough apology. Kyrie can get on his bended knee. He can come to the people in the most humble way he know how. Bow head, humble heart, and bent knee. Hey, yeah, and that's still yeah, not enough Shannon, for some. You said you didn't buy his apology. Skip, it does not. Skip. So let me ask you a question. I want to hear you say this. Every apology ever uttered was sincere. Well, obviously not. Okay, then, so what's the difference? If it's, if, so if it's obviously not, what is the difference between Kyrie? So how do you know he doesn't have any anti-Semitism in his heart? You, you don't know. Skip, you don't know if anybody has anything mm -hmm. in their heart. Okay. Somebody can say I'm not homophobic and be the worst one. Someone can say I'm not racist and be the worst one. So how do we know? Mm. We don't know. Well, I would still like to see double-digit games. I'd like to see 10 just to say that won't be allowed anymore. I just, like I said, I just believe two things can be true. I can believe, I can believe Kyrie should have, been, should have received some sort of punishment, but I can also believe that it went too far. And they're asking too much in the, for the return. When we've seen everybody doesn't always have to do all those things and jump through Cheerios in order to come back to say it. Hmm. But I digress. Some very thought-provoking arguments this morning, gentlemen. Excellent job with the topic. It's such a tough task to try to legislate morality. Let's move on this morning. Can Aaron Rodgers and the Packers pull out a win against Skip's Cowboys in America's Game of the Week? And will the Bucks cover for only the third time this season? Both of those topics coming up next on Undisputed.
When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right, Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me, that's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo, to that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. Welcome back to Undisputed. A very special day today. Happy Veterans Day, everybody. As always on Veterans Day, we want to acknowledge and thank all of those who have served. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for your service. Shannon, I know this is a day that means a lot to you. Why is that? What does Veterans Day mean in your world? Because men and women give up, put their lives on the line, spend weeks, months, sometimes years away from, our, from their family so we can be protected and spend time with our family. And sometimes I think it goes unnoticed. I think sometimes they think they're not appreciated and maybe sometimes they're not appreciated to the fullest. But I wanna say from the bottom of my heart and from my family and the FS1 that we appreciate your service. So to all the young men and women that have served, to all the young men and women that's currently serving, I appreciate your service. I appreciate that. And allow me to tell you a quick story I'm old enough to have experienced getting to listen to my two uncles when I was about 10 years old, my Uncle Bob, my Uncle Bill, who both fought in World War II. Okay. My Uncle Bob fought at Iwo Jima in the Pacific Theater mm-hmm. against the Japanese, obviously, and my Uncle Bill fought at Guadalcanal in the Pacific Theater, also against the Japanese. Mm-hmm. They were both wounded. They both obviously lived to tell about it. but. It drove home the point to me as a kid because it wasn't that much after what had just happened. We were at war with Hitler and the Germans and the Italians in the European theater. And all of a sudden we get surprise attacked over here. Now we're at war on both sides. Right. And we won both of them. Yes. And it gives me goosebumps to talk about it because what if we hadn't? Where would we be as a country today? What if we'd lost both those wars? Man, I hate to even think about that. Seriously. So... From the bottom of my heart, I appreciate everyone who served past tense and is serving Currently. present tense because it's it's the essence of our freedom. Yes. It makes America the greatest country in the world because of you. Thank you. Exactly. You're as strong as the military that mm-hmm. represents your That's country. That's a fact. 
Well said, guys. Absolutely. My grandfather and my brother both served. So Veterans Day, very near and dear to so many of our hearts here at Fox Sports. All right, guys, let's talk a little football now. It is a big weekend in the NFL and on Fox Sports. The 6-2 and two Cowboys skip. They're now four-and-a-half-point favorites at Green Bay, taking on Aaron Rodgers and the three-and-six Packers. Dallas coming off a bye week. Mike McCarthy is returning to play Green Bay as a head coach for the first time. Let's not forget he spent 13 years with the Packers, including a Super Bowl win with Aaron Rodgers. Shannon, you first. Who wins and what's the score? Well, Skip, I believe the, play, the Packers are in deep trouble. If Aaron, if Aaron doesn't play better, he throws in a stinker uh, like he threw in last week or like played like he's been playing thus far this year, this thing can get out of hand early. The Cowboys are a better team and have a much, much better defense than what they went up against last week in the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions give up the most points in the game, 32. They give up the most yards in the game. The Cowboys are far, far from that, Skip. They have one of the best defenses and one of the best, if not the best, defensive player currently playing in 2022. Agreed. There's also uncertainty about David Bakhtiari's status and Elginton Jenkins. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, Skip, if, if, if these guys don't play, your already offensive line isn't as good as we thought it was going to be because two guys are coming off injury. We know Jenkins tore his knee last year. Bakhtiari coming off an ACL two years ago. Oh, Aaron actually tried to throw him a touchdown pass <laughs> the other day. Maybe, and maybe that was going to make him feel good. <laughs> Cowboy, the first in sack, first in pass, pass rush win rate. Yep. And percentage of pressure. They are. So they can get after your quarterback. Mm-hmm. Now, offensively, Dak is starting to play a little better. They're starting to diversify their offense. They're not pass-pass heavy, heavy as they once were. They're running the football with Pollard. Zeke, we don't know if he's going to get come back just yet, Skip. He might, might not play. But I still believe, even with that being said, I believe the Cowboys have the much better team. Team. Now, this is the first time that we can say, Skip, the Cowboys have a better offense than what the Green Bay Packers have. I understand who and what Aaron Rodgers is, but he's currently not playing like that. And so with me, for, for me, I'm going to take the Cowboys 27-13. Uh, Skip, the Cowboys have sacked the opposing quarterback at least four times in four straight games. The one thing they can do defensively is get after your quarterback. And another thing that they can do, if the ball touches their hands, they come down with it. That is true. Trayvon Diggs, I mean, now it seems to be contagious because now the ball pops up in there and somehow all of a sudden the Cowboys, they got got 15 guys on the field because somebody's sliding up under the Mm -hmm. catcher. The ball hits the dirt. Cowboys pouncing on it, or they're scooping and scoring. Agreed. And so with that, Skip, I'm going to take the Cowboys. I think they win convincingly. I th- and this is not a game that you can really send a message. Now, if Green Bay was the Green Bay that we thought they would be, you go up there and you dismantle them, you send a message. You might send a little message, but I don't think people have Green Bay in the same circles as they once had them. Mm. But the Cowboys, I believe, are starting to head in the right direction, run the football, don't ask Dak to throw it 35, 40 times in a game. And then, like I said, and plus Aaron Jones is dinged a little bit. So how effective is their running game going to be? And can they keep the Wolves off the sheet? Mm. I don't know. So I'm going 27-13 Cowboys. So the Hall of Famer, Shannon Sharp, says that my defense will go up to Lambeau Field yeah. and hold Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Bleepin' Rodgers, the transcendent thrower of the football that at least he used to be, to 13 points. That would be an achievement because I'm going to remind you last year about this time, my defense went up. This is when they really started to arrive. They went up to Arrowhead and held my homeboy at home to 19. And I thought that was impressive. But but if they hold Aaron to 13, 
And, and, I, and I think Aaron, I think Aaron, I think, I think Arrowhead is a much tougher place to play than Lambeau. And I also believe, Skip, your defense is better now than it was then. I'll buy that. I'll buy everything you just said. I would love to co-sign on everything you just said. I'm not reverse jinxing. I'm not trying to doomsay. I'm not trying to poor mouth. I'm just t- I'm speaking my heart right now. I am scared to death of Aaron Rodgers on the frozen tundra. It won't really be frozen. It'll no, be chilly, Skip, but it won't be. You, you're scared of the allure okay, of uh, what uh, Aaron Rodgers has been. Okay, you, you might say what he used to be, but. I do think he was correct when he said we went up and down the field against Detroit. Well, they have the worst defense in pro football yes. because they just came to our place and we went up and down the field on them. Right. And by the way, we got back-to-back home games against, wait a second, Detroit and Chicago. Right. I'll take that for Dak's return. Right. He could ease back into correct. the fray. Biggest picture point, if you think my offense is better than their offense, this is a huge test for Dak Prescott. Yeah. This is you have to go up there and outscore Aaron Rodgers. I think he's going to score considerably more points than you think. Right. I think it's going to be higher scoring up toward 30. Really? Yes, I do. In fact, I wanted to call it 31 to 30 Dallas. I'll, I'll go 31 to 28. I, I believe that Aaron Rodgers can score 28 on my defense just because he always has. <laughs> he loves to play against Dallas. We'll get into the deeper reasons, the the deeper motivations there. We're going to do another big topic on this. But my point is, I'm about to show you chapter and verse of what what he's done to us. And maybe it's past tense. I hope it's past tense. But what a sweet spot for him and what a dangerous spot for us because dirt is being shoveled on his grave. I I tried to keep up with every prediction I could find. Right. I can't find one prognosticator in the media who gives Green Bay any shot in this game. Yeah, yeah. USA Today, today they come out with their their sort of the, the board of all their picking. prognosticators. Mm-hmm. So they go six across, yeah. and everybody, all six picked Dallas. Right. Everybody is picking Dallas. It's almost too good to be true because I'm going to remind you, Aaron still has his top two targets. His favorite, Lazard and Tanyan, are healthy and are going to play. Right. He still has those two kids who can fly, Christian Watson and that Toure, that they run by people constantly. He has not been able to get the ball to them or they have dropped it. Correct. But, but they can run. He still has Sammy Watkins. You don't have much respect, but he, he's been in a lot of big games in his career, and I don't doubt he'll catch four or five balls this Sunday. Okay. And Aaron Jones has been a cowboy killer for years. Yes. He's dinged. Yes. He's got an ankle, but they said he's limited in practice, but he hopes to be able to right. play. Yeah, I think he'll play against Dallas because he loves to play against Dallas. And A.J. Dillon is just a flat-out sledgehammer yeah. against a defense <clears throat> that has had one vulnerability. It's not great at stopping the run. It's been pretty good here and there. And then sometimes I look up and say, wait a second, what just happened? <laughs> yeah. That just happened. You gave well, away, what did you give up, 240? I mean, you just gave up 240 to the Bears. That's correct. It, but Bears run on everybody. So okay, they do. That quarterback <laughs> runs on everybody because he's starting to look like Eric Dickerson to me. <laughs> okay, here's the point about Aaron Bleepin' Rodgers. If, if I can just run you quickly through what he's done against my franchise. Yeah. I don't count the first game because it was only his third game starting after he sat for three years behind Brett Favre. And by the way, we had owned Brett Favre in the playoffs. We beat him three straight years. Was your brother playing? Yeah, your brother's Mm -hmm. playing those games. But we went 93, 4, and 5. We we beat Aaron. They're all at Texas Stadium. But we beat beat, uh, Brett. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah. 
We beat him like a drum. We owned him. And then here came his successor. Right. So I'm not going to count the first one. My team ran for 217 that day at Lambeau. But here he came the next year. Aaron beat us 17 to 7. Then the next year, Aaron beat us 45 to 7 at Lambeau. And then you remember the catch game or the it's, <laughs> it's like not the Dwight. It's the uncatch game, not right. the Dwight Clark one. It was the Des Bryant one when Des caught it. And again, they were ahead 26 to 21. If we could just remind everybody of what this was, because it was obviously a catch, even though Shannon Sharp. It was not it a catch. Stop saying well, that. We just got to just remind everybody. Just like everybody you keep saying it happened. was a catch, it this doesn't make it a catch. Fourth and two. So this is for all the marbles with about four minutes left. He catches it. He runs a couple steps with it. One, two, three, and he slams it in his left hand because he's left handed on the goal line for a touchdown. Ref raises his hand, touchdown. Mike McCarthy, somebody wakes him up on the sideline. He throws the red challenge flag that he used to wipe his nose. And you know what happened? It got overturned and we lost. But let me show you what Aaron did to us down the stretch because we still had a chance to stop him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why I knew you were going to lose the game regardless. They killed the clock because if I could show you third and three, this is third and three at the 40-yard line. If we have this, this is to some kid named Devontae. I'd never even heard of him before. That's to Devontae Adams, and he bursts loose because he's a beast. You could already see it there. And all he did was get 26 yards on that play. And then it becomes third and 11 at the th- down at the 35-yard line. There goes Devontae. And third and 11, if we stop it, we're going to hold him to a 53-yard field goal attempt, and he throws a little pop pass out to guess who? Cobb, Cobb, Randall little Cobb. Cobb. Little Randall Cobb, and he catches it for 12 yards. That's all they needed. Right. And it's a ball game because that just killed the rest of the clock. Right. They didn't even need to kick the field goal, and they won 26 to 21. Right. Okay? So then we, we come to the, the game at Lambo, oh, they, they beat us 28 to 7 the next year. Then we, we got the next game at Lambo, which was the Hello World game with Dak and Zeke as rookies. Right. They go up there and beat him. Remember, he was limping on a bad calf muscle, but we beat him 30 to 16. And I thought we finally broke the Dracula curse that he has over <laughs> us. And he comes right back to, to Jerry World in a playoff game. This is in January 15th of 2017. And I, I look up. And before I can even catch my breath, it's 21 to 3, Aaron Rodgers. Yep, Remember that? I do. And Dak battles his butt off, comes all the way back to 31 all. And then if we could remember the one play, it's third and 20 at their 32-yard line. Third and 20 at their 32. We got them trapped. There's no hope. And he rolls a little little left, little left dash, and he's looking and he's waiting, and we don't pressure him. And Jared Cook comes all the way across the field, all the way across the field. And then this ended up just being pitch and catch up the sideline. That's pretty easy because we're playing prevent with three DBs back on the 20-yard line. That sets up a 51-yard field goal. And I've never seen a ball do this before. If you can help me out on this, this is Mason Crossbar. He hooks it off his foot. It's hooking left, and then all of a sudden it starts to fade right. Have you ever seen a hook slice field goal? I haven't. Yeah, I wish the Salvation okay. Army keg was back there so okay. it went in that kettle. <laughs> well, it might have just hit it because <laughs> I called it the hand of God. It might have been the hand of Dracula because I think Brett, uh, that Aaron Rodgers has been our Dracula. But, Skip, here's the thing. You showed all those guys. Lazard is not Devontae. No. And that okay. was eight years okay. ago. Randall Cobb was a lot younger. Okay. And all those games that they won, you yep. look at who they look at the receivers they had. The Jordy Nelsons, the guys okay. like that. The great I don't know if Greg Jennings was there at that time, but you look at Jennings and you look at Jordy Nelson. Okay. You look I at Devontae. They don't have that now. Okay, I got it. And then I'm gonna finish off. So then the next year after that third and twenty play, they, they came back right there. back down there. 
and beat us at the clock, at the buzzer. They beat us when Aaron threw to guess who? Devontae Adams on little Jordan Lewis. It's like 5'10 versus 6'2". We went back to him back-to-back because Aaron Aaron threw it too low, and then now he put it perfect spot. Okay, so that happened, and then then it's 2019 at Jerry World again. Do you remember this one? I look up, and before I can even open my bottle of Diet Dew, it's 24 to nothing, Aaron Rodgers. Remember that game? Yeah. And Dak roared back with a bunch of empty calories in the fourth quarter. And it was 34 to 24 at yeah. the end. But look look at this. That, that's the body of work of what he's done. He loves to play against us. And I think he is loving the spot of no pressure at all. Nobody expects a thing from Aaron Rodgers right. this Sunday in the game of the week. But in all those t- games, Skip, you guys have never been, been able to trot a defense out like no. you'll be able to trot Agreed. out there on Sunday. Okay, I agree. And their defense, to your point, has been besieged by injuries. When you take Rashawn Gary out, he's their best pass rusher, and he's gone for the year. And Eric Stokes mm-hmm. is not their best corner because the other one's their best corner, yeah. but he's pretty good. Yeah. I think he's pretty good. He's a starting quarterback. Done. Okay, so we should be able to go up and down the field. I don't, know, I don't know about going up and down the field, Skip, but I do believe you guys should win comfortably. Because you have the better team. You have the better offensive line. I'm not saying you have the better running backs because I think healthy Aaron Jones is better than Pollard and better than Zeke. So I believe their two running backs are better than your two. Your quarter, uh, Obviously, Aaron is a more accomplished, but he's not playing well this season. The defenses, they're not even comparable. So, and plus, if, now if it comes down to a kicking, do you trust Mason Crosby? I mean, his leg is not what it once was. No, I but agree. But do you trust Brett DeFred in, in Lambeau? Yeah, I do. Okay. I do. That's why I called it 31 to 28. And I think it's going to take Brett the not fret no. to make that field goal. And I think it'll be a battle because Aaron Rodgers is still proud. I, I don't think he's washed up by any stretch of the imagination. Right. And they're trying to retire him as we speak. They're trying to figure out a way out from under him. Well, he keep retiring himself because that's all he talks about. I he agree. can see himself riding off into the sunset and he's yeah. not going to play as long as Brady. So, hell, he keeps talking about okay. it. You're right. Okay, good. I, I, I hope we retire him on Sunday. Drive a stake right through Dracula's heart. All right, Skip, so you're going below the Fox bet line. You think yep. it's going to be closer. Shannon, you're going above. We will find out on Sunday. And I have a feeling Monday is going to be a really hot show. Time yeah. now, though, for a trending story sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Only pay for what you need. Tom Brady and the Bucks, two and a half point favorites versus the Seahawks over in Munich. Tampa Bay, two, six, and one against the spread this season. Worst in the NFL, guys. Shannon, does Tampa cover the two and a half points? I believe they do. Um, uh, I know they just snapped a three-game losing streak, uh, 16-13 against the Rams. But I think this is the Bucks' opportunity um, at a neutral side game to get try to get back on track, get back to what they were. Skip, the Bucks are fifth in uh, NFL in passing yards, and the reason why they're not high in total yards is that their running game is just abysmal. I mean, they, they average 331 yards a game, and 271 of those come via through the air. So that means you're averaging 60 yards a game on the ground. It makes it very, very difficult if you can't run the ball any better than that on your passing attack, on your offensive line, because they're like, they just teeing off. They're like, we ain't even worried about y'all running because you can't run. So we're just going to try to tee off on you. And uh, so, and they're 25th in points. So it's not only can they not run the ball, Skip, they're not very good in the red zone because they don't produce a large sum of points. Yep. So that's why they're struck. But defensively, Skip, 
Their defense is better than what you think. They're ninth in total defense, yep. fifth in pass defense. Now, rush defense, they average giving up 125 yards a game. That's yep. third. But they're fifth in scoring defense. Yep. So if your offense only scores 18 points and your defense gives up 18.2, they're alive. That's why you're four and five. Yep. Because when you don't reach that, that threshold, you're probably going to lose the ball game. Yep. But, Skip, I looked at Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady has played three overseas games. He's averaging a little over 300 yards passing and three touchdowns in those out, in those contests, and he hadn't lost. Uh, I don't see that happening again. Um, I do believe he'll probably throw for uh, over 300. Now, the, uh, the Seattle they give up the fourth most touchdown passes on the road. That's not a good. That's not a good stat, Skip. Now, but they can run the football. Now, can they play keep away? Can they keep Tom Brady on the sideline in Munich? Because if they can, they greatly increases their chance of winning. If they cannot. He's looking, he's chomping to get that one game, Skip, where he's like, he's Tom. Yep. You know, what is it, 34, let's see, 34, 40, 365 yards, four touchdowns, clean game. Okay. He's looking to get one of those under his belt because he knows there's been a lot of herky-jerky play Has throughout it. the course of this year. Yep. And so he's looking, this offense is looking to get on the right track. They don't, I, I don't think Tampa, like, man, Geno can't beat us. We just got to stop that running game because they've been running the football, running the air out of the football. They Kenny have. Walker the third, mm-hmm. he's been doing an unbelievable Agreed. job. Agreed. So I, I, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Bucks to cover this two and a half. I got the Bucks winning, and I got them to cover the two and a half. I thought you keep telling me that Brady's just playing awful. I mean, the, the Seattle's on fire, man. It's good. We'll see. Okay, I, that, I think you de- still have some healthy respect for Tom Brady. Skip, that defense is, I mean, you see what the defense did? The defense, the defense gave up, what, uh, 20 points to Pittsburgh, gave up 14 points to the Packers. That defense, Skip, they, they're fifth in scoring defense. They still can do, they can still do that. Now, Tom is not producing the points that we're accustomed Tom to produce. Fact. When he gets in the red zone, Skip, we're not used to Tom Brady kicking field goals or turning the ball over on downs. That's not who he is. Nope. He's not turning the ball over, but he's turning it over on down. <laughs> right, I right, give you right. that. I believe this one's going to the wire, just like it seemed like every Bucks game goes to the wire. I do respect Pete Carroll, who's had a history of getting teams ready on overseas games. Yeah. He, he's got a good um, format for it to, to get them through the jet lag. Have you you've played? I have. Yeah, okay. We played in. We didn't skip. They used to go all the time. We used to go all the time in yep. the preseason. We played in Berlin, played in Barcelona, played yep. twice in Tokyo. Yep. Yeah, so, yeah. We- so, you know the body clock issue. And, and <laughs> yeah. they're, they're pretty serious. Yes. Especially on sort of a short week time when yeah. you go over there. Are they, you- have the Bucks left yet? Or are they leaving I today? They, no, I thought they went Thursday night. No, okay, they left last night. Okay. 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 The point is, Seattle is hot. The Bucks are not. Right. The Bucks are on fumes. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. resorted to something he's never done in his career. He called out his team for lack of effort. Mm-hmm. I think desperate times have called for desperate measures because he's just trying to get to the bye week, which is this coming week. So if they could get to the bye week at 500, which would be 5-5, five and five, obviously they got another little break, maybe a big break last night because – I thought Atlanta would win that game at Carolina, and Atlanta didn't. So all of a sudden, guess who's sitting alone atop the NFC going south? No, I mean the the Bucks. Bucks Bucks are yeah, because they they beat Carolina. Yeah, no, Carolina beat them, but they're one game behind. Okay, but but the point is, it was a tie, even though the Bucks had the edge because they'd already beaten Atlanta Atlanta, one time, and they get Atlanta. They have to go to Atlanta for the last game of the year. But I believe it's going to go to the wire. I think Brady will do his goatish things at the end of the game. 
pull it out. I'm going to say it's 21 to 20, so I'm going under the two and a half wow. point spread. 21 to 20, and he, he's going to have to figure out how to utilize the Scotty Millers of the world mm-hmm. and the Cade Ottens of the world. I think he just keeps trying to find, how about this? How about that? How about this? I think they'll figure much more of that out through their bye week right. going into what he knows is a, a pretty brutal end-of-season schedule because they have to go to Cleveland, which is it, – it's no walk in the park Cleveland up there. Cleveland will get after your quarterback they, now. They will really Miles get after Garrett. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. Then New Orleans, who they've always struggled with. Last time New Orleans visited Tampa, it was 9 to nothing New Orleans. Right. So they get them on a Monday night. They have to go to the 49ers. It's br- that's a hard well, game, And you know man. 49ers can get after your quarterback, well, and can they can they? run the football. Okay. The Bengals might not be able to get after your quarterback, but they can throw parties on people. Yes. So they got the Bengals in Tampa, and then they have to go to Arizona. Arizona's weird to me. It, they can and they can't, but they, they can be dangerous. That's on Christmas Day at in, in Phoenix, obviously. And then the last two games are Carolina at home and then at Atlanta. Right. Okay. It's, it, it's not a given that they're going to run away with this division. Right. I think it could come down to those last two games. Okay. So he knows that Seattle feels like that midseason game that's 50-50. You better go win that one. You better yeah. just go figure out how to – how to beat them at the wire. Yeah, well, Skip, you want to win because that's a long-ass flight back for a loss. Right. <laughs> to and be sitting there quiet, but like, man, I can't believe we lost to them. Yeah, and if you could say, okay, we pulled out two games going into our bye, yeah. then I believe this team has a, the capability of catching fire as it gets a little healthier down the stretch. It, again, and you're right. I forgot about that, Skip. Yeah, you definitely don't want to lose going into the bye. No, you, you do not. And, and you could build a little bit more yes. momentum because they just pulled one out against what's left of the Rams, yep. but they pulled it out. Yep. And yep. they did hold the Rams to 206 total yards. Yeah. But against a defense that still has Aaron Donald and still has Jalen Ramsey, maybe you'd say for what that's worth, but those are two superstar players. Brady went down the field twice, long drives twice. The first one ended with Scotty Miller not being able to catch right. the football, and the second one cashed. Right. And finally, they scored a red zone touchdown to win the game. But, Skip, in a situation like that, Brady has no favorite. Brady's going to go. He's like, hold on. Man, they're playing off Scotty Miller. Scotty, yeah. run, run a stop. And just turn around. I'm going to throw it to you. Get out of bounds. That's, that's how he, he did and, it and twice what, in a row. Those are the two biggest throws of the game. And that's me. what makes Tom so – Skip, you know, most, most quarterbacks have a favorite receiver. And when the rubber needs to meet the road, they're going to try to locate that receiver. But that's not – See Aaron and Devontae. Yes. That's not how yes. he operates. No. You, you play – oh, y'all think I won't throw the ball to Scotty Miller, yeah. huh? Watch this. And, and he's always <laughs> been that way. Why it's, it's why and how he makes it look kind of effortless, right. like there's nothing spectacular about it. He's just saying, I, I, I don't care. You, you, give me anything. Just give me something. Well, here, Wherever you give me, I'll go there. But when he was in New England, with the exception of Moss, he really never had no. a big-name receiver. No. So all of those guys were just like – I do think he trusted Edelman and Amendola. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I'm just, especially like out wide, but like out wide, you know, he had Deion Branch. We no. saw Deion Branch get paid by Seattle and ended up coming back to, to New England because he never had the success outside of New England like he had in New England. And you see the patents and you see the givens. That was Brady. Because okay. they left him with us where you're like, they okay. ended up shortly and, and after again, that without a lead. I, I kept telling you, I hope Gronk comes back to save his boy Tommy. And you kept Uh-oh. saying, no, I think he's done. I think he's done. I think he's had enough. I think his body's had enough. Yeah. It's, it's feeling more and more like you're right. Yeah. And that's why. He's never felt this good, Skip. He's never felt this good in this November. Late. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Which is why this kid out of Washington that they drafted, Tom's starting to say, okay, 
Hang with me. Mm-hmm. Just just think with me. Stay on my page, right. and I'll throw you the football right. because I'm starting to trust that you will be where I need you to be, yeah. and you will catch it. Yeah. Right? That's all you know. I mean, he's not going to be Gronk Skip as far as, like, breaking tackles nope. and just open the game. He don't put fear. Gronk put fear in defenses. And you had to cover him with two, and then that opened everybody up. They're still going to cover this kid with a linebacker or a safety. They don't have it. They don't, he, no. he hadn't garnered that kind no, of respect not. yet. I agree. But, Tom, like I said, get open, Tom, and throw you the football. Yeah. All you got to do, your job is easy. Get open and catch. The Seahawks are playing to spite Russell Wilson. I don't care what you say. They're all, they banded together like, watch what we can do without him. Yes. And even Pete is playing to their crowd because he's going on his radio show taking shots at Russell Wilson. Well, he said uh, the the fans can do whatever they want. Normally when the players come back, I hope the fans, you know, give him the credit because he did play here for over a decade. We won a lot of games together. But Pete was egging the crowd on to boo him. He brought all the players back for the opening game on the Monday night that – and they was like, yeah, we're okay. going to beat the brakes off. I'm like, wow. So their mantra this year, unspoken, they don't, they don't make a big deal of it. It's show them we don't miss him. Right. And this is, this is a pretty big stage game. Yeah. In fact, we're out here. It's going to start at 630 in the morning, and I, for one, will be up. I don't know about you, but I'm going to get up. You're not going to watch it? You better. You better tape it. Mm-mm. No? Too early for you yeah. on a Sunday? 630. Okay. I got to watch it. It's the GOAT, man. It's a privilege. It's an honor. Yeah. So it's the, the weird thing, this is a solo stage game yeah, for Seattle. Like yeah. it's a big, it's on NFL Network. Right. But, but the, the point is. I'll catch it. Uh, uh, I get the point. What? So by like 8 o'clock. Skip, I got to uh, sleep so, in, man. Oh, no, I got it. Well, it's a weekend. I, Ernestine asked me, are you really going to get up for this after you get up at 2 o'clock in the morning every weekend? Yeah. I said, it's the GOAT. No. I get up all that early. Uh, oh. No. I'm sleeping. I sleep till yeah. I seven. I wish I could see your face when you turn on the TV and see the score, like for the second half maybe. Well, I might, hey, I might wake up and see, see the score and click. Because Tampa, Tampa up by 21. Really? Uh, yeah, they up by well, 21. I, I will do. not be watching that. Yeah, that would make me very happy if you're <laughs> sleeping on a 21-point Tampa. Yeah, and when I cut the TV on, it's going right back off if they up by 21. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe Gino coming back from 21 I, I down. I think you're going to be up. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to do that. Mm. First ever regular season NFL game played in Germany, guys. Yep. Interesting little historical note. The Seattle Seahawks 2-0 and in international play. The Bucks 0-3. Coming up this morning, we're (laughs) going to get into how Baker Mayfield celebrated last night. Skip, I need your take on this one. Before that, though, we're going to hear from a very special Buccaneers fan this morning. Hello, I'm Staff Sergeant Antoine Matthews from Quincy, Florida, stationed here at U.S. Arsenal at Shaw Air Force Base, South Carolina. I just want to say happy Veterans Day and go Bucks. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life, from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. 
with a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash undisputedpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash undisputedpod. Your mental health journey begins here. It was a sloppy one last night. Baker Mayfield ended up getting benched against the Falcons. He still celebrated, though. Watch this. His team won 25-15. He's headbutting teammates who are wearing helmets, even though, yeah, he's not wearing one. Ooh. Shannon, do you like or have a problem with this? This is the only but first of all, Baker Red Bayfield is too irrelevant for me to have a problem with anything that he does. Mm-hmm. But this is the only way he can garner attention. Because he can't do it on the football field. Mm-hmm. Skip, you gotta give it up. Mm-hmm. Like you tell me give it up about this Tom Brady, you got to give it up. Mm-hmm. He's what I told you he was going to be. Oh, I, so it's about me now. That it ain't you. Because you, you believe Baker is the guy. I hadn't seen enough from Josh Allen. I hadn't seen enough from this guy. I've seen enough from Baker Mayfield to know what he is. Mm. This is what multiple league execs told ESPN. Mm-hmm. But barring, barring a barring mm-hmm. an amazing turnaround in the second half, mm-hmm. they say the 27-year-old won't get more, more than a one-year prove-it deal. Yep. One personnel says, hey, the Panthers may even consider releasing him outright in the coming weeks. Well, why would they do that? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Because they would owe a higher draft pick if he plays more than 70% of the plays. They don't want to do that. Skip, if you win in games, mm-hmm. they would give up a first-round pick. Mm. But they not. Oh, but anyway. I thought uh, they were going to tank, and then last night they accidentally won the game. A source close to May- Mayfield said, I don't know if he'll get another chance. Mm-hmm. You should have took advantage. Wait, wait, keep reading the quote. You should have read the quote. You should have took chance. You, you, you stopped. Didn't. You didn't finish the quote. You should have took. Hold on. I don't know if you get another chance, but I'm telling you, somebody has missed the boat on him. Every, said a source. I, it could be Drew Stanton because he's every, everybody's missed the boat. Mm. Cleveland missed the boat. Mm. Carolina missed the boat. Yeah. Everybody's missing the boat. Mm. Why? Because the captain that's driving the boat don't know what the hell he's doing. Okay. At some point in time, you're gonna have to come to the realization. Mm. It's not an epiphany, mm. but this is this has been right there in front of you as plain as day. Mm. He can't play. Mm. Wait a second. Boy, he played when he was a rookie. How did he win seven games for a team that went 0-16 the year before? At some point time, you got to update your resume. Huh. And wait a second. The Hall of Famer Shannon Sharp was driving his bandwagon after his rookie year saying, shake and bake, baby. I love him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Well, just for the record, that's what you saw then. And then you remember that. 2020 season, he just went on a roll. They went 11 and five, and he went to Pittsburgh and won their first playoff game since 1994 with the QBR of 91. What a what a year! What a role he was on there, and not coincidentally, after poor Odell ruptured his ACL at Cleveland, they just took. I mean, at Cincinnati, they just took off yeah. after that. And, right? you, and, they, and you want Odell on your team? A team took takes off without him. Mm-hmm. Now you want him on your team? Yeah, I Explain. Just, I just well, Baker badly wanted him. And did you read the rest of the story? I don't know if you kept going on the Mm-mm. David Newton story because it really got in depth about that one year, and he talked about how. He got so, Baker got so egocentric throwing to Odell number one and Jarvis number two. Do you see what happened? He had 20, what was 22, I'm sorry, 22 touchdowns, 21 interceptions. And the, the point one was that 15 of his 21 interceptions were targeted for Odell and Jarvis because he's forcing the ball to them because he so badly wanted them to be part of what they were doing. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. I want you to tell me, so 
Do, do Matthew Stafford not force the ball to Cooper Cup? Mm. Does, Ty, does, does Tua not force the ball to Tyreek? Yeah. That's what you do to your best players. Okay. Skip, Baker isn't any good. Mm. And yet. David Newton, really good. Isaac Newton, really good. Big Newton. No. I don't care who write the story. Baker may feel some trash. Yeah, okay. And yet, as Drew Stanton was explaining, that that Odell is not necessarily going to follow exactly what it says in the framework of the route. And they couldn't practice much together because Odell was hurt for much of that year. So you have to learn him. Cooper Cup runs dime routes right down to the dime, right? Matthew Stafford learned it. Mm. Yeah, well, Eli Manning learned him. He was healthy. He was Eli healthy. Manning learned him. He wasn't it. healthy. He had three surgeries while he was playing with Baker Mayfield. So, so, so let me ask you a question. Okay. Wait, Wait a second. I, I, we're not answering. The, the, do you want me to answer about what ahead. just happened? Yeah, nothing happened. Okay. I, I hated this last night. You Because should've. it's everything I don't like about what Baker has become because of those commercials. His rookie year, because he happened to be based in Cleveland where Progressive is based, they said, this is the new it kid of this league. We're going to make him a commercial-making star. And they had about 25 versions of the same Baker's House commercial where he's living at the stadium in Cleveland. And I kept, I came out here every day and I said, too much too soon, too much too soon. Target is getting bigger and bigger on his back when he has done nothing yet significantly to live up to it. But they kept doing it. And I hope he's set for life with that kind of money because you're risking, risking, risking. And then they segued right into the Nissan House commercials, the Heisman House commercials. And he's the star of those commercials, and he still is, to a fault. So all of that celebrity, that off-the-field celebrity, he has gone play. to his head. I, I'm, you're, you're not listening. You're, you're not seeing what's happening here. So he gets pushed aside last night. They're on a national TV game, and all of a sudden, at the end of the game, they win it, and he has to make himself a spectacle by looking like a goofball going on the field as the real players are coming off the field with their helmets on. He's got on a ball cap, and he's headbutting up against real helmets because he's got to steal some of the limelight back. That's who he is. That's what he's become. That's why he's going to get a one-year prove-it deal, and I'm not even sure about that because it's the Cam Newton syndrome. He's too big. He hadn't done anything like Cam did, Thank obviously. You. But, but the point is, Cam is such a big star that it's hard for somebody to look at Cam as a potential backup. Who, who wants that? Because he, he's too good to be a backup. But he's not well, too good. Baker, That's what he is. In Baker's case, he's too too famous to be a backup because they know that's what you're going to get as a backup quarterback. He's going to be over there drawing attention to himself. You want your backup quarterback to be Cooper Rush. Have you heard about Cooper Rush lately after he saved my season? Cooper Rush better than Baker Mayfield. Okay, well, have you you hate Cooper Rush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baker, he better than Baker Mayfield. Okay, all right. Well, he hasn't been better in the long run because Baker Mayfield has shown you he can flat out play in this league at a very high level. In this story, the, the David Newton story, He's full of quotes from players, veteran players on his team saying he has been a sensational leader for this team because that's what he does. He leads Lead teams. what? Yep. Who he lead? Yeah. And I, you saw what happened. You were so lucky. You dodged bullets the first two games of the year. All he did, Baker Mayfield, 
on the field with the Carolina Panthers in the fourth quarter of their opening game at home against his ex-team, the Browns, he threw for 155 yards. I just sat back in awe of it, brought them all the way back to a 24-23 to lead, and then they got robbed by two calls, and I don't care what you say, they're horrible non-calls, back-to-back non-calls that end the game. They just end the game, and it still took a rookie kicker from LSU who struggled much of the rest of the year. He kicked a 58-yard field goal to beat them at the buzzer. Then Baker goes up to New York. The defense played great because it's really good. I told you before the year, they got pieces on defense, starting with Brian Burns. And they go up to New York, and they have a slugfest with the Giants, and Baker played well enough to win it, but Graham Gano, the ex-Carolina kicker, kicks a 56-yard field goal at the buzzer to beat them. Yeah, stop saying okay. he played well enough. See, that's yes, what you did. do. That's what you do. You, what every time what no. you try to do, he played well enough to if, win. If you give them win-win, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah. They're going to take off. And see, and see, this is the problem that I have. He played well enough to win mm. or turnover-worthy plays. The question that I have, did you win or did you turn the ball over? Did Baker, you do enough to win? Did no, you do no. your job? Clearly yes, you didn't. Yes, yes, Clearly you, did. you didn't. 24 to 23 with two minutes left, and you get two horrible calls. You call Brian Burns for a roughing that was not a roughing. It was. And then it, it's a delay of game at, at, at the end where, where he's going to spike. He, it, what are you doing? I mean, you, you should have been called for a delay I'm just of trying game. To figure, I'm just trying to figure out in six games with five starts, how the 1,117 mm-hmm. yards, six touchdowns with four picks, completing 56% of your passes, yeah, you how is that so. worthy of starting? Well, all I know is 155 yards in the fourth quarter of the opener. That's worthy of a lot. Skip. You keep tipping over. Skip, I, you remember that game Isaiah had in the fourth quarter? He goes off for 20, 25 points. They lost. It comes down, did you win or lose? That's what I love about pro, pro sports. Mm-hmm. What is on the menu? What can I order? A W or an L? Mm. He ordered the L special. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Patrick Mahomes has commercials. Aaron Rodgers has commercials. Now, Baker Mayfield, because he had these commercials, yeah, that's yeah, why he's a crappy a quarterback. No. Yeah, yeah, you blessed him his rookie year, and you didn't just think he could play. You thought he was a star. I didn't say he was no star. Well, you said shake and bake, baby. You started driving skip, his bandwagon. Skip, skip that, that's just, hey, but this is how huh. you work. This is how you work, Skip. When you get new information, hmm. you are a fool if yeah, you don't turn okay, your, okay. Train well, your here, mind with, here, new, here, with new info. Here, here's David Newton that you started reading from, so I'm not going to stop. Go ahead. It says, two years ago, Baker Mayfield led the Cleveland Browns to 11-5 regular season record and a playoff win. He was being compared by analysts to some of the top-tier quarterbacks in the league. Yet you say he's garbage. He is. He's garbage, says Shannon Sharp. Yet just two years ago, a year ago, he was hurt the whole year. So you okay. got to write that one off. Two years ago, Aaron Rodgers was the MVP. Mm-hmm. How is he doing right now? Okay. Two years ago, Tom Brady was okay, the well, MVP. Okay. Can they play? No. Can they play? Hold on. Yeah, he are can you, play. Are you, compared to, are you comparing Aaron Rodgers to Baker Mayfield? Okay, well, you just did. No, I'm saying. You, I, you started it. Update the resume. Okay, so he goes to the team that was ranked dead last. In and the, they're still. Yeah, and they're still dead last, says Shannon Sharp. Okay, so how can you lift that up? You but had you told me he could. Okay, you had them in position to win game number one and game number two. He is a front runner in a good way. You got to give, give him some front to run with, with a team that could have been pretty good. But I good. thought that was his job. I thought that's okay. what Baker does. He did enough he to win both starter. games. It took, no, he didn't. It took intergalactic field no. goals. It took long-range field goals to beat them at the buzzer in games one and two, or we're having a very different conversation right Skip, now. he was in position, and he froze up. It's like being he like, froze man, up? It's like, man, if I ever – Wait, wait I, a second. Let me get that right. He froze up while froze. throwing for 155 Bro. yards in the fourth quarter? So what about How the first three quarters? That? What about the first three quarters? Huh. What did that – okay, tell me what huh. that 155 in the fourth quarter got him. Huh. Wait a minute, 155 in the fourth, if I do that times four, that's 
what, 650 yeah. yards? Yeah, if I do Tyreek, Tyreek had 200 yards <laughs> in the first quarter. If I do that for four quarters, that's 800 yards. Wow. <laughs> that's like a guy scoring. Clay Thompson scored 37 in one quarter. Yep. If I do that for four quarters, 37, that's 74. Yep. Man, that's 150, yeah. uh, 48 points in wow. the game. Yeah, right. 50 yards? Boy, that's Stop capability. Skip. That's you, nuclear you skip, capability. Skip, skip. At some point in time, you got to let it go. I'm not letting you it, let go. it go. I, you got to let it go. And this go. man going to talk about, well, Dave, you heard what David Newton, David mm. Newton, Isaac okay, Newton, Nate Newton, it. it doesn't matter, Skip. Yeah. It is what he is. You see it. Everybody <laughs> yeah. see it. Y'all keep trying to make the man not, something not that he is. Everybody sees it. How do you know everybody sees it? Everybody sees it. How do you know? Well, you're... Twitter followers? No, 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 no. no. Don't worry about my followers. Uh, worry about what Carolina did. Uh, worry about, hey, Cleveland saw it. Mm. They got his butt up out of there. Yeah, because Carolina they, saw they it. got a real good quarterback. I thought he was real good. Yeah, he was. <laughs> when? But, but they got a top five quarterback. Who you, wouldn't take the on over him? You said David Newton just said, well, he was being compared to top quarterback. Yeah. So that's what he is, right? Okay, but he's not better than Deshaun. Okay, because he ain't better okay. than nobody. Oh, really? Huh? Jacoby Brissett got a rolling. Then why did you love him rolling, when he was a rookie? Rolling, rolling. Why did you love him? No, 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 I don't no, no, understand. No, 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 no. Oh, so that was just a mistake or no, what? No, no, I don't no, no, know. Or maybe skip. it didn't happen. Maybe I, I dreamed it. I don't know. Shannon, why did you date that girl in college? Shannon, why did you date that girl your first year? Mistake? I loved him at the time. Oh. There's a lot of you. Hey, you oh. got married. You loved her at the time, okay, right? But it wasn't like you loved him when he was in college. Whoa, you loved whoa, him whoa, as whoa, a whoa, pro whoa, quarterback. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Skip. Interesting. People evolve. Oh. I evolved. Really? Yeah. But then you evolved out of him, and then he comes right back and wins a playoff game at Pittsburgh. Blake Borders won a playoff oh. game. Okay. And with a high QBR. Yeah, but we, th- this was a sad sack franchise. Uh, it, yeah. What is Jacksonville? Yeah. You make it seem like Jacksonville. They, were, they were Saxonville. That's who they were. Yeah, thanks to Blake Bortles. Remember? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. He had some moments. He was pretty good. I mean, Baker Mayfield well, had wait some a second. Moments. Blake Bortles was up 20 to 10 on Tom Brady and Bill Belichick in the fourth quarter of the AFC Championship game at Foxborough. Thank How do you, you explain that? Thank you. What do you mean, thank you? You're making my point. You're making my point. Blake Bortles was up 20 to 10 in the AFC Championship game. Okay. When has Baker Mayfield been okay. up 20 to 10 in any game in the playoffs? You won your third ring thanks to Trent Dilfer. You like that? Whoa, 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 whoa. Hmm. They got to do Trent Dilfer better than him? He is not. Trent Dilfer better than him? No, he wasn't. Trent Dilfer is like, what, the third or fourth pick in the draft, right? Yeah, he's top five. Yeah, yeah. You got with number one. He was. That guy was number one. And he backed it up. And Trent did, too. Mm. What a Super Bowl. Yep, he did. Way to go, Trent. Man, yeah. He better than Baker. Check your resume out. Better than Baker. Yep. Better than Baker Mayfield. Yep. Well. Gentlemen. It's not Donta over yet. Baker, Baker, the, the no-touchdown maker. Last mm-hmm. night. The sloppy weather conditions, perfect for a running back. He had 130 yards. Hey, hold on, hold on, Jen, Jen. You make it seem like P.J. Walker was playing in the phone booth. It was raining for him, too. What did he throw for, 107? Did they win? Baker threw for 155 and a quarter. And you caught an L. P.J. won. Oh, oh, P.J. Walker. P.J. didn't win. Yeah, P.J., don't do that. Don't do that, Skip. Devontae Foreman won. Did you see that pass he threw to Chenault? Baker yeah, Mayfield would hit him in the foot. Like a five-yard out. Baker Mayfield would hit him in the foot like he did Odell. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I think Walker had a few rushes in there, too. Yeah! Can you All right, guys, the let's move no. along. Yeah. Let's move along. <laughs> LeBron James, Shannon, one of your favorite topics. Uh-oh. How have his injuries affected his legacy as a Not Laker? Again. That's coming up on the other <laughs> side of this break here on Undisputed.
What's up, New Orleans? This is Captain Titus Furman with the 35th Infantry Division. I just wanted to shout out the New Orleans Saints, as well as all my family and friends back home in Louisiana. Go Saints! Well said, Captain. Saints taking on the Steelers this weekend. Over to the NBA, where an MRI yesterday revealed LeBron James did not suffer a tear in his groin. Late in the Lakers' loss to the Clippers, good news for him. James is currently listed as day-to-day, but he's going to miss tonight's game at least against the Kings. LeBron has missed over a quarter of his Laker career due to injury. Shannon, do you expect LeBron to play less and less for the Lakers? Yeah, uh, because his minutes keep staying the same, and that's probably why he's getting nicked, Skip. And mm. if you get older, the minutes should decrease uh, 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 just accordingly. We see Dame Lillard's already – Dame hadn't been in the league in half as long as LeBron. Mm. Took a rest night last night. Giannis, take a rest night here and there. LeBron J, they got LeBron playing 35, 36 minutes. He can't, you can't do that. Well, With, whose fault is that? They, Skip, it's their fault because they haven't assembled a team good enough to win without him on the court. That's their fault. But I get the feeling he takes himself in and out of games. But I'm saying if LeBron could miss games if they had a team to win, they're in no position. If you look at LeBron through the course of his year, he's had to – if he's missing games in Cleveland, how many games do you think they're going to win without LeBron on the court? In his four years that he returned to Cleveland, how many games do you think they're going to win with him on the court? Okay, he comes to L.A. and he's not on the court. How many games do you think they're going to win without him? So that's why he well, has to a play. year ago, I was sort of thinking maybe that Russell Westbrook could sort of stem the tide well, and maybe that Westbrook and Anthony Davis could win some games without LeBron. Wasn't that the game plan? That was the game yeah. plan. But what has happened, Skip? The Lakers have put LeBron in a situation that in year 20, age 37, he's still having to play the amount of minutes that he has to play because they haven't surrounded him with a complimentary team. And so instead of rather doing that, they basically go as he go. So, you know, as you mentioned, in 2018-19, he missed 27 games. He was averaging 35 minutes. They finished ninth in the West, lost in the play-in. 2019-20, 67 games he played, missed four. They won the NBA Finals, played a little less than 35 minutes. Last year, we know what happened, well, uh, well, two years ago. 2021, played 45 games, missed 26, uh, played a little less than 34 minutes, lost in the first round. And last year, missed 27 games. Skip, he's playing 37 minutes. We led the league in minutes per game. And you're 19. Mm-hmm. So what do you think is going to happen? Skip, these old school cars, and we see them all the time, the Dakotas and the Chevelles, they look nice. But you cannot run a 70s car no. in today and drive it. You no. cannot do it all the time. You take it for a nice Sunday, Saturday spin, you and do. you come back and you put it back in the garage. Okay. But if you think you're going to drive it to work on a daily day basis, you better be have a triple A. So now he's just a vintage old car. He can't. No, he can't play the minutes that he once played. Mm. Absolutely not. Mm. Nobody thinks he can. I know LeBron thinks he can, but he can't. His body is not equipped to take the rigors because he has to play, and he's a high-impact player. Mm. So he's doing an awful lot. He's just not standing around. He's not a, a big skip where gets the ball and go stand and, and go stand on the block. That's not what he is. Look at the guys that have played twenty years. None of the guys have played the kind of minutes if they were healthy. We look at Kobe, Skip. People don't realize Kobe, he played six games in 2013, missed 76. 2014-15, he played 35 games, missed 47. And his last year, he played 60 and missed 16. Played 28 minutes, 34 minutes, a little less than 30 minutes. Second but, but last he started day. having career-threatening injuries, right? But, but, like Achilles tear. LeBron but, hasn't had that yet, I'm but, knocking on wood. But what happened? 
His body started to wear down sure because he played those years, mm-hmm. all those minutes, all those playoffs, all those rounds. LeBron James has played more minutes than anybody in NBA history. He has. So don't you think his body should have more wear and tear? And that's what we're starting to see. Okay. I still say he coaches himself. It's up to him to take himself in and out. Even Darvin Ham, the new sheriff, I just think in the end, when I, I watch, you can just see LeBron, he'll get up off the end of the bench and just go down to Darvin and say, I'm going in. Right. What are you going to say? He's LeBron James. I mean, you, you, you can't manage his minutes for him. You can talk to him uh, maybe the day or before the game or the day after the game about what are we doing here, but it's up to LeBron. Okay, so, so what is LeBron all about right now? In the end, to me, his priority in basketball life is to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to become the greatest scorer in the history of the game. Do you believe LeBron is on a championship caliber winning team right now? No. Okay, so what should he focus on? Okay, well, I got it. But I'm just saying that's what the focus has been for him. That's the essence. If he wants to make a GOAT case, he needs to pass Kareem. If, if we're talking about his legacy, if you could go down as the greatest scorer in the history of the game— that is a huge deal. It's not a medium deal. It's a huge deal. Well, I, I, even though, Skip, I believe he's going to break the record, but I don't think it's going to be as easy as people thought because we see he's getting off to a, a, shock, a, a, a rocky start. Yep. But, Skip, people still don't look at him as a scorer, although he could possibly be the all-time leading scorer. Yep. They're not going to look at him like a Jordan. They're not going to look at him like a Kobe or a KD. Well, it's because Jordan led the league in scoring 10 individual seasons. Yeah. And LeBron's done it one time. But obviously, LeBron has played a lot longer than Jordan. But Jordan led the league in shot attempts. Okay, I got it. That's just what he did because that's who he was and that's who they were. They were all Jordan all the time. Right. Okay, LeBron is one of the best passers in the history of basketball. So I give you that. He's going to be very high in assists and obviously has a shot to become the greatest scorer ever. And I still say he's the greatest driver of the basketball I've ever seen. He's been limited by being a below-average shooter from mid-range and especially from three. Yet what do we see from him as as his career progresses and and then starts to wane? His three-point attempts go through the roof because he's saying – it, it's easier on my body just to pull up and yes. shoot a three. That, that way I don't t- have to take any contact. So he's averaging up. He's up around eight again. In the last three years he's been eight, and they're all career highs. Right. And, and he'll be, I'm sure, he'll, depending on how many games he plays, but in, in threes per game, I think he's 20th now. But, but he, you, last year he finished 15th. So he's going to be high volume, low make on threes. Mm-hmm. But threes are better than twos if you're chasing Kareem. And, right? and what, what do you say, Skip? I'm not getting the call, so I'm driving the basketball okay. and no big with no benefit of the call. Right. So I might well take this way and tear. Okay, I got it. So he makes max money, what is it, around $50 million, mm-hmm. and he's now being paid as a gate attraction more than a, a playoff driver where, where he can't drive you into the playoffs. He can't lift whatever they have into the playoffs, No, right? no, those, those days are over. Uh, maybe six, seven years ago, that LeBron – possibly could do something with this team. Not now. Not in year 20. So if, in fact, they are going to miss the playoffs for a second straight year and miss the play-in tournament for a second straight year, Jeannie Buss, who is a businesswoman, has to sit back and think, well, I'm paying him $50 million. I need him to become the gate attraction he will become as he gets closer and closer to Kareem. So now it's about diminishing returns. If you play high minutes, does that equate to more injuries? Well, y- yeah. y- you could put two and two together, yeah. right? Yeah. But but he's thinking, 
I need to play higher minutes because it gives me more of a chance to catch and pass Kareem, right? right? But you, you have to, to parcel it out correctly. In, in your head, you have to think, well, maybe if I play medium minutes – that, that it'll keep me healthier to pass Kareem. Right. So that's the, the junction he's at in his career psychologically. Yeah. What, what's the right way to, to... But Skip, that's that's why this record is so... Nobody yeah. thought they would break this record. It's why because, you said Carl Malone thought he could and failed. Because think about it, Skip. Think about how many years you have to play. How many years you have to play at elite level. Because here's the thing. LeBron James has averaged tw- at least 25 points for 18 straight years. Yep. And he's still about 1,100 points away from the record. As his body starts to... to to break down. That's why nobody thought that who's going to be able to play 20, at least 20 years and average 25 points a season. You got it. I agree. And I told you yesterday, I looked up the night before and I thought, wait a second, he's 1,100 points away. Yeah. It, it, it got in my head that he was like 400 points no, away. No, 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 no. It, it felt like it was imminent. Like we're counting down right. toward the Kareem right. record. Right. right? We're, we're not counting right. down yet. No. And, I, I don't think you start to count down until you get under 500, and you still need about 30 games to play. Okay. And yet he got ill and he missed the Halloween night, right, mm-hmm. the Halloween party. And then he's got some mysterious foot injury. I don't know what it is, but it's foot soreness. I, you, who knows what it is? This might be a blessing in disguise right. because I believe it will give him an opportunity with the groin. You hate to have that, Skip, but maybe you get an opportunity to rest the uh, uh, the foot. Maybe you get a, an opportunity to rest the hip or the knee or whatever is going on in your lower extremities while you're dealing with this groin. They're saying it's ch- an adductor, but whatever. Yeah. You know, it's, it's somewhere in that region. Mm-hmm. And yet th- these are little things, but they're piling up toward Bigger things. Well, they come with greater. Yeah. They come with right. skip. They, they come are. with greater frequency. Right. And they're keeping him out for extended periods of time. Remember, the longest time LeBron was out, he had the back. I think the back injury when he first went back to Cleveland. Yeah. And he had the back injury. And I think he missed like two weeks. But other than that, we haven't seen LeBron miss any substantial amount of time. But he has missed a quarter of his Laker games. Yes. That's fairly significant to me. Yeah, but skip. You think about it. The man went to nine finals in ten he years. Did. And we saw what happened. We saw what happened with Magic and them. Magic hamstrings started unraveling. Byron Scott hamstrings started unraveling. James Worthy knees started buckling. Yep. That's an awful, I mean, he's playing two, three extra seasons, four extra seasons over the course. And you're like, yeah. yeah. Well, we, we saw what happened with the, with the, uh, uh, the Warriors. Yep, that's true. So I used to call LeBron Iron Man, and now I'm starting to call him Human, right? Yeah. He's just human. Yes. It's yeah. starting to take its toll. And we see Brady. What Brady doing? The passes are shorter and shorter because I don't want to take those hits. I don't want to subject my body to this because to throw the ball down the field, Skip, I get, it's going to take time for them to get down the field. Mm. Now, here, you go ahead and take this. Hey, I want you get hit. I ain't trying By to take By the way, I hit. saw an interesting Brady stat maybe yesterday. When he gets rid of the ball in two and a half seconds or less, which is lightning, yeah. his QBR is number one in the league. Yeah. Well, that's, that's kind of who he is. It's like, I got to because yeah. my, I, I don't get great protection because they've been at the bottom of pass rate win rush, yeah. right? Uh, win rate. Yeah. So the, the point is he's getting rid of the ball quickly because it's, at 45, it's the only way to, to survive. If you can't do no risk it, no biscuit, you can't stand back there for five seconds hoping that somebody's going to break free deep exactly. because you're liable to take a shot that will be that shot. See, LeBron doesn't get that luxury. No. LeBron don't get to say no risk it, no biscuit. He has to go out there, run, stop, plant, cut on 30, on 37 year, year 20 legs. Right. And then allegedly you're supposed to play on the other end of the floor to yeah. a certain degree. No. 
It helps when you can get stops. Guys, LeBron is 1,076 points away from Kareem to be exact. I don't know. Maybe mm. midseason I'll catch him? No, nah, we'll he's going to need at least All right. 50 games. Skip. 50 games? Yeah, at least. All at right. least, Skip. Don't Marking you think? Yes, I do. Skip, did your Cowboys miss out on making Aaron Rodgers oh their starting quarterback? I'm afraid. It's a good question. The guys dive in yep. when we come back. Hello, I'm Harry B. Willis III from Stockton, California, stationed with U.S. Arsent from Shaw Air Force Base. Want to give a shout out to the Dallas Cowboys. Let's go. Happy Veterans Day. Earlier this week on Skip's podcast, he went all the way back to the 2005 NFL Draft where his Cowboys, yes indeed, passed on Aaron Rodgers twice. In 2006, Tony Romo replaced Drew Bledsoe as Dallas' starting QB. And now they're in the Dak Prescott area. Shannon, you first. Should the Cowboys have taken Aaron Rodgers way back then? Skip, that's hindsight. That's a magnificent science. We can do this every draft. Do you think teams should have taken Tom Brady? He went in the sixth round. There are teams right now that says Dak Prescott went in the fourth round. Mm-hmm. They should have taken him. Yep. We, we can do that. I, I get, you know, they, they traded for Drew Bledsoe in the offseason, and it wasn't like Drew Bledsoe was like 45 years of age. He was still relatively a young quarterback at the time. But – yeah, I mean, it's easy to say that they should have taken him. Uh, they got DeMarcus Ware with the first pick, and I took I think they took Marcus Spears with their second pick. But if, if, if I knew what the guy was going to turn out to be, yeah. I, I, you think guys hate that they passed up on Patrick Mahomes? Absolutely. Lamar Jackson? Skip, we can do that with everybody. So, yeah. Mm. Okay, is it my turn? Yeah. Thank you. Here we go. This hit me like 10 tons of bricks when I realized that my Cowboys had passed twice on Aaron Rodgers. And I've always wondered, what, are the, what was the deeper motivation? What's the hidden agenda here? He owns us in regular season and playoff games. He has proven to be what I thought he was all along. He is a playoff gagger. We talk and talk about it. He's seven and nine since that long ago, far away Super Bowl run in which they so won. Okay, I think I'm speaking now, right? It's my turn. It's my team and my turn. So the point is that in, if you look at what's happened, his deeper motivation is that those sorry you-know-whats, they passed on me twice in 2005. They made me, above any team, sit for hours in that green room, sweating with humiliation as I fell from maybe going number one overall to the team that I grew up loving in Northern California, the San Francisco 49ers, who obviously took Alex Smith. That was a mistake. And he plummeted down, down, down past number 11, where we took DeMarcus Ware. I don't have a problem with that. He made nine pro balls. He, he was a, a, an all-time great player. The problem is he just not a quarterback, but he was a great player. Well, you should a have a problem rusher. with it. Okay, well, I'm about to because I – we had another chance at 20. They take Marcus Spears, who never made a Pro Bowl, who is a decent player. He's a stalwart, and, and he, he served us well over a, a distance of time. But obviously, as a defensive lineman, he wasn't a quarterback. And how somebody in my front office thought, we're going to go with Drew Bledsoe, with what was left of Drew Bledsoe, who Tom Brady had rendered obsolete in New England, who Bill Belichick had had decided, I I have so little respect for him, I'm going to give him to Buffalo in our division. I'm going to give him to to our arch rival or one of our rivals in the division because we don't fear him at all. 
The next year after this draft, Drew Bledsoe started 16 straight games for my Dallas Cowboys, and it didn't work. And then they tried it again the next year after that. They started him six more games before they finally said, we got this little guy that we drafted out of Eastern Illinois. No, we didn't draft him. He's undrafted. He's right. a free agent that Sean Payton, then an assistant coach, loved because Sean obviously played at Eastern Illinois also and talked Parcells into, let, let's just sign him. Let's give him a little bonus. Let's just have him around. And finally, after six games of two years after this draft, they went to Tony Romo. Is Tony Romo, did he prove to be better than Aaron Rodgers? Well, obviously he did but not. Skip, in the history of the game, how many quarterbacks have proven to be better than Aaron Rodgers? Okay, but the point was, you had two shots at him when when you're going with a, a worn out reject of a Drew Bledsoe at that point. You you, you can't do that. It, it's it's one of those decisions where you just can't miss because he wasn't lying in the weeds like Tom Brady was down in the sixth round. He he was a potential first overall pick. In fact, I was a little surprised that San Francisco didn't take him number one overall. And we had both those quarterbacks. I was on Cole Pete's at the time. We, we had them both in. We interviewed him. We talked to him. And I, I, I didn't love what I saw from Aaron Rodgers at Cal, but he, but he clearly had a better arm than Alex Smith did. So the point was, not only do you not take him twice, but he comes back to haunt you because the, think about what he's been. He's 11 and 10 in the postseason overall. Seven and nine since that long ago Super Bowl run. He's fallen to one and four in NFC championship games. And and now back to back years, he gagged at home once against Jimmy Gag and then obviously against Tom Brady the year before in his first ever home NFC championship yeah. game. Despite all that. He's 2-0 and against Dallas in the postseason, and overall he's 7-2. and Well, what is going on there? I think this is going on there. Skip, so you're basing it on because of his record against you guys in the postseason and what he's done in the regular season. But let me ask you a question. What if he, what if he blanks? What if he's not the Aaron Rodgers that we see right now? Okay, but he was a potential number one overall, yeah. and we didn't have one shot and took DeMarcus Ware. We had a second shot, and we took Marcus Spears. Are you kidding? Well, okay, well, let me ask you, but think about how different life would have been for the Dolphins or the Browns or the Bears okay. or the Buccaneers. Okay. We had two shots at him, two shots at yep. him. 20, did they have somebody? I don't know what their situations were at that point. We really didn't have a quarterback. We had Drew Bledsoe. Really? Skip, I think the thing is, is that you're looking at what he became, and everybody has second thoughts. You don't think people are kicking themselves high in the hell. Skip, you talk about you had two chances. How many chances did people have at Tom Brady? He went to sixth round one okay, night. But, but nobody talked about him as even a first-round pick or a second-round pick. There was no conjecture about, you know, he's pretty good. I told you, I liked him, and I talked about how much I liked him in the Orange Bowl when they beat Alabama, right. and I thought he was really good in that, but nobody thought he – he, he ran the ugliest 40 in the history of the combine. It, without a shirt on, he looked like uh, but, a disaster. But, Skip, it had to be something. If you're projected to be the first-round pick and you go 22nd, there has to be 24th, something. 24th. So there has to be something going on, right? There has to be something going on that says all these teams like, okay, we're good. And it seemed like everybody was taking defensive players. You know what it is? It's sheep think. It's everybody is, is afraid of their shadow when nobody will jump on him. And when he started to fall, everybody is looking at each other sideways like there must be something wrong with him. Okay. Well, the truth was there wasn't anything wrong with him except he's turned out to be the biggest finger-pointing, blame-deflecting diva in the history of quarterbacks. Okay, but Skip, let's just say for the sake of argument, he doesn't get to sit those three years. He has to play automatically. You, how do we know he's going to be what he became? 
I don't know. I, I think he would have had a chance to be pretty good. I think he would have been better than Tony Romo. Skip, I mean, there's something to be said for guys that waited a year. Look at Patrick Mahomes. He waited a year. He got an opportunity to study under somebody that was a professional quarterback, understood the game. He learned the rope. He sat for three years. Okay, well, he could have sat behind Drew Bledsoe for one big year because he started all 16 the next year. Right. I just think that's. I mean, I, I mean, we can do. We can play that game, Skip. I, I don't like to play the hindsight. What? Because it, it's a perfect science. You're never wrong. No. Well, th- this is one where he could have gone first, and you had two shots, and you didn't even take him at twenty. You didn't even take a flyer on him. At and then 20? guess what would have happened? Cool. Aaron Rodgers don't turn out to be what you think. That was a wasted draft pick. Then you gonna eat him up for that? Do you think that would have happened? I don't know. I don't what know. What do you mean you don't know? I don't know. You've called him a transcendent floor of the floor. What are you talking Skip. about? He says he's the, the greatest thrower of the football you've ever seen, and you say he might have been a bust? We what are you talking Skip. about? Skip. I, so, so let me ask you a question. So you the, already knew. So the three years had nothing to do with his development. I don't you know. You said they changed it. Now, see, so you get out here, now all of a sudden you forget yeah. what they said. They changed his motion. He had some mechanical issues. Yeah. They fixed that. Now, all of a sudden, I don't. I knew he was going to be great. I know, but you didn't. No, you, you called him the greatest thrower of the football you've ever seen. Ever. Let me ask you a question. What are you talking Let me ask you about? Question. So you knew Michael Jordan was going to become the greatest basketball no, player. Uh, why no, not? Don't change the but subject. That, exactly. It's easy to say. Well, you said, you said, okay, you said. It, it went down to the wire of, are you going to go number one overall? And it was the biggest fall of any high-ranked quarterback in the history of the draft. No quarterback who was projected potentially to go one had fallen all the way to 24 in the first round. Well, uh, no one ever Ever see anything like it? It was the ultimate humiliation for that guy. Yeah, Skip, but there's been a lot of guys that's been on draft day that's been there and 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 slid down the draft board. That's one of the things that guys like Heaven to go because Thurman. I mean, look, Thurman Thomas fell asleep on, on camera. Uh, he wasn't okay. he, he wasn't at uh, uh, at in New York. He was at home. He went in the second round. Skip, we can do that with every great player that wasn't taking number. What about Dan Marino? Mm. You don't think teams should have Dan Marino was the last pick. Big issues with him his last year at Pitt. Big issues. Big issues. That's all I'm going to say. He, big issues. He had big issues in the NFL. Mm. When he retired, he had all the passing okay, records. I got it. But I, I don't blame anybody for that one because there were just too many big issues. Skip. There, I guarantee you, the NFL Hall of Fame is littered with guys that had issues in college because they're kids. Kids make mistakes. We got to stop thinking that kids are grown-ups like 25, 28 years old. They're going to make mistakes in college. They're going to do things in college. They're going to experiment with things in college. Yeah. They're not perfect. But this is also the draft is not an exact science. It's not perfect. No, it's not. But, again, if, if somebody thinks you might go number one overall – that's a huge blunder by my, my franchise. That would have been life-changing for But my what franchise. if it wasn't? Well, it just would have been. How do you know? I just know. But you <laughs> could see what he was. You see what he is. Skip. I know because the Hall of Famer across from me says he's the greatest thrower of the football ever. That's how I know. After I saw him play for years. Oh, well, it would have happened. It wouldn't matter where he was going to go. You've never seen anything like the way he can spin the football. Yes, he can spin right? the football, Skip. But we have the luxury of seeing him play for a number of years. Mm. You can't say somebody's going to be the greatest. How many, how many greatest baseball players, oh, this guy's going to be great. This guy this is the next Mickey Mantle. Mm. Oh, he's the next this. Or how many uh, ba- basketball players, he's the next this. And he don't be the next that. Okay. But this one turned out where you look back and you say, <laughs> that was a huge mistake. Yes. Well, it was. Skip. You had a chance. I'm sure they looked hard at it because they, they couldn't have been sold on Drew Bledsoe. He was stopgap at best. Okay. 
But but when you skip, if you skip, tell me the team that gets a quarter. There are very few teams that draft a quarterback in the first round after you get a quarterback in free agency. Seattle, Seattle got uh, Matt Flynn. They took Russ. What round did they take Russ in? Three. Okay. Yep. So you you don't draft a you don't take a play a quarterback in free agency and then turn around and draft one in, in, the, in the first round. If that was the case, why did you why did you get the guy? In the, in free agency. You have to be flexible enough to think if he falls to 20, we're going to take him. He's just too good Skip. not to take. Skip, you know why you're saying that now? Because you have the magnificent science of hindsight. Well, sure, and that's the point here. <laughs> no, that is the okay, point. Yeah. Well, Skip, if, if, if you, since we're doing hindsight, San Francisco should have him number, number one. They should have. No, I mean, I, that's what absolutely. I just said that. <laughs> Duh. That's what I'm saying. Yes, the guy's a four-time MVP. Yes, everybody should have taken him. Skip, that's, a, that's not a duh, of okay, course. But he almost went one, and then he didn't go 20? <laughs> You're kidding. It's easy. No, it's not hindsight. No, it's, it's, you it's, blew it. You know what, Skip? It's easy when you're sitting in that chair. It's not easy when you're sitting in those draft rooms. Oh, that's Choke City right there. <laughs> no? This man no, here. no, this man here. You, you, you don't get it. I do get it. Yeah, well, he's been getting us now for about 15 years. <sighs> Skip, you can't base on everything on taking the guy when you beating you guys. Uh-huh. I love when you guys get fired up towards the end of the show. Good stuff, gentlemen. All right, we got to get the latest record. Tom Brady is on the verge of breaking. But before we do that, here's another special message, Skip, from one of your fellow Cowboy fans. I'm Miss Jennifer Anderson from PSAP, Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. I'm here to give a shout-out to the Dallas Cowboys. Go Cowboys! Brady has not thrown an interception since week one, which makes his 373 attempts without an interception the second longest streak in NFL history. It's Aaron Rodgers who owns the record with 402. He set that back in 2018. Shannon, how impressive is this? It's not impressive at all. Is this another fee? It's another way for my partner to, to, although Tom Brady is not playing well, to try to fool the people to I, make people. I, I haven't even spoken yet. No, I'm saying it's another feeble attempt by my partner Skip Bayless <laughs> to, even though Tom Brady isn't playing well, <laughs> to say, "Oh, look at what he's doing." Because when Aaron Rodgers broke this record, we didn't do no story on it. <laughs> because when I tell you Aaron Rodgers threw 35 touchdowns with with two picks, you say, "What?" Well, but he's not throwing the ball down the field. The interceptions mean something to him, so he's not going to take any chances. <laughs> Tom Brady is 29th in yards per attempt. Mm. 29th, 29th, mm. he's 16th in touchdown passes, 17th in QBR, 51%. He's 33rd in red zone touchdown percentage above Kenny Pickett and Russell Wilson. Mm. But you want to talk about a stat that means absolutely nothing. Really? Okay, what? he's about to break uh, Aaron Rodgers' record. What's his record? Huh. Has that record encoded the wins? Huh. What? I mean, what's his one-loss record? Yeah, one-loss record. What's his one-loss record? Huh. Well, whose record did Aaron beat? I'm just, I just want to know, Skip. Huh. All I know is that you look at in Aaron Rodgers' four MVP seasons, he threw 168 touchdowns with 20 interceptions, and, he, and he's 1, 5, 8, 11. He lost 11 games. Mm. He lost 11 games in those four years. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you want to talk about that, let's talk about that. But huh. you want to go to an obscure stand, something that people don't even – how many people even knew that they keep track? Well, he, uh, he about to break some record with uh, uh, most passes without an interception. Really? Mm. We don't keep no stat like that. We don't keep no stat. Oh, this guy, he's about to break such and such record. Most carries without a fumble. Mm. But because Tom Brady isn't playing well, then, 
all last year, all you talked about. Patrick Mahomes is having a down year. Patrick Mahomes well, is having was. a down year. He's terrible. Yeah, by a terrible. standards. You think Tom Brady's going to throw 37 touchdowns this year? Mm. So if Tom Brady doesn't throw 37 touchdowns this year, mm. what would that make him? Huh? Wait, Patrick Mahomes lost at home in an AFC championship game to Joe Burrow? You better hope Tom Brady makes the playoffs. Huh. Oh! Would you like to bet? Oh! Would you like to no, bet no, 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 I don't want to bet nothing. Oh. You keep saying, think about what you just said. He mm-hmm. lost in the AFC championship game. Mm-hmm. 37 touchdowns, 4,800 yards. Do you believe Tom Brady is going to throw 37 touchdowns this year? Yes or no? He doesn't have Travis Kelsey. No, no, he doesn't have Travis Kelsey. You never said that before? He's the greatest receiving tight end ever. Hold on. Right? But when he had Gronk, you didn't make no concession. When he got Gronk, you didn't do that. When he had Randy Moss, you didn't do that. That's not what you do. But Last year, he had Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. This is what I noticed about you. Hmm. Every time somebody does something, you try to take away from them by what they they have. Hmm. You don't do that with Tom Brady. Hmm. You talk about, well, this guy ain't any good. Hmm. Mike Evans? Mike Evans had a 1,000-yard season every year. Goes Hmm. to the Pro Bowl. Hmm. Chris Godwin goes to the Pro Bowl. Gronk is the the GOAT tight end. But you don't mention anything about that. All you talk about is what everybody else Hmm. has. Do you think Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are going to the Pro Bowl this year? I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know. They're Tom not. Brady shouldn't go either, uh, but he will. I, I was curious to see how you try to rain on this parade because it, this is an extraordinary feat. Really? For a bad football team, you haven't thrown an interception, and, and now you need only 29 more passes, and you break the all-time streak of not throwing Steve, that ain't no record. Well, it is to me. I, I, to you. Exactly. Like, That's my well, point. it is to anybody who focuses on it because nobody focuses on exactly. it. Exactly. Well, it comes to me nothing. So Aaron Rodgers had gone 400 and, what was it, uh, three passes, 403, without throwing an interception, and Brady's going to break that? Skip, how do you throw an interception wow. when you're throwing the ball at or near the line of scrimmage? Huh. Are you throwing the smoke screens and bubble screens? Hmm. So you're the greatest winner ever. You are the clear-cut GOAT, although you don't acknowledge that, of the sport. And you're struggling with a bad football team because they can't protect you and they can't run the ball, can't run it a lick. Skip, he's only been sacked 14 times. What do you mean they can't protect him? They are dead last in pass block win rate. Dead last. Dead last. They can't protect him. People are all over him like that. So he's getting rid of the football because that's how you have to do it. He's getting rid of the football because that's what he does. So that's why he doesn't throw interceptions. Mm -hmm. He's throwing smoke screens. He's Mm -hmm. throwing the ball at or near the line of scrimmage. Yeah. He's not pushing the ball down the field. Hence, 10 touchdowns. So most quarterbacks, if your team was struggling and you look around and you say, wait a second, Chris Godwin's a shell of himself. And Mike Evans was gone for a couple of games. And you look around and you say, wait, I'm I'm throwing to little Scotty Miller and Cade Otten. That's really all I got? Well, did they draft Cade Otten? Where's Cade Otten come from? Did they draft him? He's a rookie. He's trying to replace the legend, the greatest tight end ever. Really? So was anybody so if anybody ever played in the NFL that wasn't a rookie? Huh. At some point in time, everybody was a rookie. Stop trying to do this. Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. what you're trying to hey, do. Hey, did anybody think he was going to be some big superstar? So no. everybody knew So everybody knew Tom Brady was going to be the goal. Everybody knew mm-hmm. Rob Gronkowski was going to be what he came. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew. Skip, stop this foolishness. Yeah. Uh, I think the foolishness is coming from the other side of the table because here's a quarterback who says, I I can't do anything wrong because we have no margin for error for me to do anything wrong. So I got to keep my poise. I got to keep my presence. I cannot throw it to the other team, and he doesn't. He's gone this whole year through nine games, and he threw one pick to Donovan Wilson in game number one at Dallas, a game that he did win. And it was a terrible pick. It took my breath away because I thought, what, what was that all about? He just didn't even see him right in the middle of the field. And since then, 
he doesn't make mistakes. He just won't because he can't. And guess or, what? Or they, they wouldn't have one and, win. And guess what he doesn't do? He doesn't get the ball in the end zone in the red zone. Mm-hmm. Why, Skip? Because if you can't run it and all you're doing is throwing drill break screens, because yep. the touchdown to K. Dotton, mm-hmm. it was a one-yard pass. Mm-hmm. So how, th- that's why. Of course you're not going to throw a whole bunch of interception when you're throwing one-yard pass. Mm-hmm. Look at it for what it is. Yeah. Stop trying to – Skip, mm-hmm. he's not play- – there's no stat mm-hmm. that you can get to. If you want to say 10 touchdowns, think about this. He leads the league in passes. Mm-hmm. Lead the league in – excuse me. He leads the league in attempts. He does. But somehow he's 16th in touchdowns. How does oh, that work? Wait. He leads the league in attempts and he's only thrown one interception? Skip. That's phenomenal. That's all time. And he's 20 and he's 29th in yards per attempt. So what does that tell you? He ain't deep sea fishing. He's shore fishing. Tells you he's got nobody to throw to. Now he got nobody to throw to. You see what you do? Now you see every time, every time Tom Brady plays bad, he got nobody. But when he wins, look at him, he the goat. So who did he throw the ball to? He threw it and caught him himself last week, huh? Do you think Tom Brady can thrive on play action anymore? No, there's no play action to be had because they can't run it a lick. Yeah. You know it and yeah. I know it. You can find all the stats that you mm-hmm. want, but there's yeah. not one stat that says Tom Brady's playing good mm-hmm. when you look at all the stats that you can say. Because I remember the time that every time you started a debate, you started with QBR. You hadn't mentioned QBR with Tom Brady this yeah. year, and I need to know why. Well, I'm going to tell you, all you do is mention Aaron Donald to me. You say he's the second greatest defensive player ever. I watched Tom Brady against Aaron Donald last Sunday drive it twice 80 yards for touchdowns that would have won the, won the game except little Scotty dropped the first yeah. one. Yeah? Yeah. So that's against Aaron Donald. I don't know where he was. I think he was out there, uh, but, but I don't know. So, so what is that? Uh, so I want you to wow. tell me about that QBR. Uh, that's your stat. Yeah. Why you don't mention it anymore? Got no help. <laughs> tell me about LeBron. That's all I hear about LeBron James. He's got no help. Well, oh, Brady, no, ha- no help. Brady has way less help than LeBron because no, no LeBron's got an Anthony Davis – Tom Brady doesn't have an Anthony Davis. We got to go, guys. You got to leave that one there. Speaking of help, is there a position Micah Parsons cannot play? Oh, my goodness. We're going to get you to weigh in on that when Undisputed returns. Quickness off the line. I look at the screen. I'm looking for 11. He's better than LT. 11 from heaven. My own Micah. 11 from heaven. Special. Phenomenal. Cerebral. Natural. My own Micah. 11 from heaven. Unstoppable. He has changed the way my Cowboys play. He has put my team back on the stage. He has that rare knack. I want the quarterback. He's quick. He's fast. It's just a simple fact. Sacks and tackles. That's something I want. He's getting to the football. Like it or not. All in favor, raise your hands. My old Micah, 11 from heaven. We go in the church. We 
will have confession My own micro eleven from heaven Eleven from the Cowboys Perfection My newest addition to my jersey collection Can you see this? Eleven from heaven? Cowboys secondary coach Joe Witt says Micah Parsons can play any position but quarterback. There's nothing he can't do. Parsons agreed that, yeah, he could play any position, and he vouches for it every day. Shannon, do you agree? No. The guy's phenomenal. But we got to start with the hyperbole. We know he's not playing one of the offensive line positions. We know he's not going to be a D tackle. We know he's not going to be a corner. Skip, he's phenomenal. He's absolutely phenomenal. He's in the lead at the midway point for being defensive player of the year. But can we stop? Mm-hmm. Nobody said, I mean, as great as Dion was, nobody said Dion can play any position on the field because he couldn't. He did play receiver. Could he, he play off his line? High level. No, Could he play off his line? Not. Could he play defensive tackle? Obviously no. not. And just like well, he Nobody would have made that case. Skip, here's the thing. You talk about he lighting the britches at the linebacker spot holding mm-hmm. up against the run. Mm-hmm. How the hell he going to stand up against a Zach Martin? Mm-hmm. You and I both know he can't, and it's okay. But the hyperbole has got to stop. Skip, you talk about, well, they move. LT won defensive player of the year three times. Skip, he led, the, he led the league in sacks one time in those three seasons. Mm-hmm. That was in 86. That's also the year he was MVP of the league. Mm-hmm. Skip, stop this, man. Mm. So, could he play safety? Yeah, he could play safety. Why? Right? Well, could he? No. Sure, sure he could. Could he play tight end? Yeah, I believe he could play tight end at a pretty high level. I, I think he could start. If, if that was his sole focus in life was to figure out how to be a pass-catching tight end, I think he'd be pretty good. Well, Skip, anybody, if that was your sole, if that's what you chose to do and you're a yeah, you could put the effort in. But they're talking about now he could play. No, he can't. Hmm. Could he play running back in this league? Well, we saw what happened when he picked up the fumble, and even you made the comment, boy, he looked like a running back because he used to be one in high school. But Skip, there's a difference between defensive players chasing you and offensive players chasing you. Offensive linemen ain't trying to can't tackle. Quarterbacks ain't trying to tackle. As a matter of fact, the quarterback jumped over him so he wouldn't have to hit him. Yeah. Not sure what we're showing here, but whatever. We're about to get to the fumble. I think we might be getting to the fumble and the return. Here we go. 11 from heaven. Oh, he didn't touch it. I don't know why he didn't touch it, but I don't either. The but you can see the guy on the sideline yeah. pointing, touch him yeah. down. Touch the guy's on the sideline. Everybody knew you're supposed to touch him down except the quarterback. Now you're going to see, you come in the screen, you're going to see the guy like, touch him down, get him down, get him yeah. down. Watch the guy's hand. Well, obviously, hey, that had never happened to Justin. Touch him Fields, down. So touch him he couldn't figure it out. So Justin, just okay. I, I promise you, in high school or in college, he's touched somebody down. Somebody somewhere. You would think so. But the point is, there went Micah, and a lot of people leap to the conclusion, God, he looks pretty good running with the football yeah. because he timed 4-3-9 at the combine. Yeah. And I don't know what he weighs now, 250-ish. Yeah. So could, could you line him up at running back? He, he'd need some, obviously, some reps at running back. Could you do it? Sure, you could do it. He's a phenomenal athlete. That's the point, right? Yes. Skip, you do realize most of these guys that's in the NFL has played a position other than the position that they play. The wide receivers, they were either a quarterback, a defensive back, or something else. The running backs were something else. Every, For the most part, offensive linemen probably played defensive line also. So every position has played another position at some point. Is there anybody else in the league who could play more positions successfully than Micah could play them. Is there anybody else in his athletic category at his size with his speed who could do that? Probably not. 
Probably not. Could Tyreek reverse and play defense at a high level? Could he play corner? I, maybe. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Uh, maybe a running back. Tyreek could be a running maybe. back. But and he's he's a he's a phenomenal. I mean, he's an exceptional athlete. Skip, look, this is not a knock on Mike, Micah. I think he's phenomenal. And every accolade that he gets, he's more than deserving of it. But we've got to stop this notion that because someone is a great at played great at one position, they can be great at other positions. Okay. Or we get this, oh man, this gotta been a heck bruh. He chose the right sport. Baseball, basketball, that was the right sport for them. Yep. The point is, the takeaway is he's pretty special. Yes. And my point is. I need him to drop Aaron Rodgers three times on oh Sunday on the frozen tundra. That's what I need. I need him to get to him three times because they will throw the football a good number of times, enough that he could get there. And yet, if he's against Bakhtiari, who's a wily veteran, who, who knows how to – he knows angles yes. and, and he knows how to cut off and he knows how to take advantage of, and it'll be very interesting to see how they decide to block 11 from heaven because well, it usually takes two. Well, you better ho- – well, you hope if you're the Packers that you, you run the football and you have some success running it that you don't ask Aaron to drop back and throw the ball to give Michael and that defensive line that many opportunities to get hits on him. That's okay. what you're hoping if you're the Packers. Okay. I just hope he occupies at least two and sometimes three, and then maybe some other people will eat along that defensive line. That's what has been happening every game. Well, I think the Packers, their game plan is to be able to run the football so you're, so they don't have to get in a situation where you know, I got to take two guys and then D-Law and then uh, Armstrong and all these other guys. I saw they uh, uh, activated Basham. Basham. Mm-hmm. I think he's off IR now. So, yep. And Sam Williams. Good so, help. yeah, I, absolutely. Running the football Dante is the one. Fowler. Running the football yep. is the one way that you assure your quarterback doesn't get hit. Mm. Successfully, I might add. 11 from heaven. It's going to be a fun one to watch. It is America's Game of the Week this Sunday, Packers and Cowboys. Speaking of Cowboys, CeeDee Lamb is the latest one to send his pitch to OBJ to sign on with Dallas. We're going to tell you what he said coming up next. Hey, I'm Sierra Man John Severe Station here at Joint Base Andrews, Maryland. I just want to give a shout out to my boys back home. Go Cowboys, baby. Let's go. Love the energy. Big, big energy. All right, CeeDee Lamb, he got asked about OBJ potentially joining the Cowboys ride receiver room. He said, quote, Michael Gallup is a number one receiver also. We had three number one receivers my rookie year. Why not get back to that? Shannon, gut feeling, where does OBJ play? Man, first of all, if y'all want to get on the ne- next year events when we do this, if y'all mention the Cowboys, y'all not making the show. Really? You know. Huh. Because you got people out there thinking no, that. No, 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 You won't be able to find anybody who doesn't mention yeah, the Cowboys. Yeah, yes. Well, we gonna, we gonna they fight, all love them. We're going to fight them. Okay. Or they're not going yeah. to get on air. We're going to send a. Nobody likes the Broncos. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Skip, look. I Honestly, I, my, my stomach hurts, so I ain't really got a feeling in my gut right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, for the last, longest time, everybody said it's Buffalo because Vaughn was doing IG Live, and it's like it's a book it. Book it. He coming. Yep. And now all of a sudden it seems to be Dallas. Dallas, the, the Cowboys are the overwhelming favorite. We know they made overtures to get Jerry Judy. We know they were in the running for Brandon, Brandon Cooks. And it came down to the end. It's like, well, yeah, a second and a fourth, an 18 million guarantee. That's a little bit too rich for our blood. And, and Steven has also said that, you know, there's other ways to get guys. There are guys that are free 
yep. that we could also bring in that wide receiver. I just think the thing is, I don't think the Cowboys are getting to a bidding war. Mm. Supply and demand. And when the demand is, 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 is relatively short, when the demand is high and the supply is short, mm-hmm. the price goes really high. So the question is, is Jerry Jones go- willing to get into a bidding war, knowing what he has on the horizon? CD, Trayvon Diggs next year, be after that, Michael Parsons. Are you willing to give OBJ two, three-year deal, give him substantial money up front? I'm going to say it's somebody out there that we, Ravens or some other team that's lurking that's going to get Odell services and not the Cowboys. Is that wishful thinking or gut feeling? That's my gut feeling. Okay. My gut feeling says it's going to be somebody. somebody's lurking. All right. First of all, allow me to say it was pretty huge to hear that from CeeDee Lamb because if anybody in the Cowboy locker room was going to balk about this, it was going to be 88 because he's going to say, well, what am I, chopped liver? We, we really need him. We, we got me. We got Michael. I thought I might get that from C.D. Lamb. And y'all don't have three number ones. Okay. You well, wouldn't have. Michael Gallup is not a number one on, okay. no other t- on no team. All right. But that's the way they sold it when C.D. was drafted. We right. now got three number ones. And I, I really like the fact that C.D. reached back for that as a good PR way to spin this as, well, we could have three number ones. It's a nice thing for your clear-cut number one receiver to say, to send the message to him, you would be welcome even by me in our locker room because I wasn't sure 88 would welcome him. I guess he ain't got no credentials to be. Okay, back. well, you don't have a lot of respect for him, but he is the clear-cut number one receiver. No, I, I, just, I just don't see what you see. Okay. I don't. I don't see. I don't see extraordinary. I don't see judge. All, all that would matter is what does CDC in the mirror? Because if he sees clear cut number one, if he sees the next big eighty eight in Dallas Cowboy history, no. well then he's not going to love that. We got to go out and get him for what? Right. Well, because you hadn't been doing your. You ain't got a hundred yard okay, game. Well, that's your view, but that's not his view of himself. Well, I'm, right? I, no, I'm just. I, 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 okay. I think I got a pretty good eye at right. wide receivers. So. To me, the truth is what this is going to come down to, if I know Odell the way I know him from a distance, because he is a shrewd operator, he is a very smart young man who has now turned 30 years of age, I believe that he is going to wait and see what happens this Sunday and the next Sunday. Because this Sunday is at Lambeau, and you, you've booked it as 27 to 13, yeah. like it'll be a cakewalk in the park, mm-hmm. right? And yet... Then they follow it up by having to travel again next Sunday to Minnesota to play Kirk Cousins and these resurgent Minnesota Vikings who are suddenly a force in the NFC. Well, I think Odell is sitting back saying, okay, Cowboys, show me something. Because if you go win both those road games, you got me. I'll ride the tide in Dallas because it looks like you guys are tiding towards something special this year. Jerry was unwilling to pay Amari Cooper $20 million. How much is he going to be willing to play Odell? Ten-ish. And America's team discount. <laughs> Odell, born to, to play in the Man, Dallas Palace. No, well, again, think about what it'd do for Odell off the field to be a Dallas Cowboy. Nothing. We got to go, be. guys. We're out of time on this one. OBJ Watch continues. Up next, will Dak or Rogers dominate come Sunday? That's next on Good Undisputed. Question. All right, Cowboys, four-and-a-half-point favorites at the Packers this Sunday only on the NFL on Fox. Shannon, Dak or Rodgers, who throws for more yards? Skip, if you look at it, uh, 
Dak has thrown some pretty good numbers against the Packers. He threw for 247 in his first game, three touchdowns. He threw for 302 in the divisional round. They lost. He threw for 251. They lost. He threw for 463, and they lost. Yep. So I'm going to say Dak. But the 463 is the biggest bunch of empty calories <laughs> was, I've ever seen. But, Skip, uh, uh, but I'm, gonna go, I'm, gonna say, I'm, I'm still going to go with Dak. I'm going to say Dak. I'm going to say Dak throws for somewhere between 250 and 300. 250 and 300, that's a pretty wide margin, yeah, there, right? Yeah, yeah. The question is, can they run the ball like they did last week? I don't know if they can do that. I hope so. I fear that Aaron Rodgers will have a pretty big day, as usual, against my Cowboys, even against the defense that we have now. I'm going to say that he throws for 260 to Dak's 250, but we still pull it out 31 to 28. Well, Skip, I think in order for you to put, I thought you to get to 31 points, I think Dak's going to have to throw for more than 250 yards. The question is, if they're so far behind, does Aaron get some empty calorie yards at the end? Tony Pollard. <laughs> we got to go, guys. We're out of time. Awesome show. 